everybody. Welcome to another episode of Nostalgia and Now with Laguna Biatch. Thank you so much for tuning in. Can you believe that it is already June? I did not realize that last week when I put out the podcast because I was like, oh, like I can't wait for it to be June, which is a lie. I hate summer. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but when it comes to summer, I absolutely despise it. And it's funny. I actually talked to my therapist about it. And she was like, well, why don't you like this season? Because I always felt like I had opposite seasonal depression. I kind of thrive in the winter and the colder months along with like fall and spring. But when it comes to summer, I hate it. So her and I were going back and forth and she was like, well, you know, that's when you would have a lot more freedom and then the freedom would end because you had to go back to school at the end of summer. But you've also told me that you're uncomfortable with the way your body looks. And in the summer, you show off your body a lot more than you do in the cooler months. And I was kind of like, damn, did you really have to read me like that? But I definitely think that has something to do with it. This summer, I'm really trying to just embrace myself, embrace who I am as a person. Um, I don't know if you guys saw on Instagram, I did come out officially as like bisexual. And I've never really, I guess I did it on the podcast before, but I've never like came out. I never told my family really. And now they know I still have yet to tell my mom And that is just a personal choice because I know it will not go well. And I'm kind of like protecting myself a little bit. But my dad, stepmom, brother, all of them have been so supportive. And you guys sent me so many nice messages. So thank you so much. And again, I the reason I did that is because I kind of realized it was a privilege that I didn't feel the need to, I guess, kind of come out and talk about it. But now it's out there. It's in the open. And yeah, I'm just, I'm hoping to have a really good summer and really lean into who I am as a person. I do think I'm authentically myself for the most part, but there have been moments where, you know, I've tried to fit in with people where I didn't really need to fit in with them. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just, I'm leaning into it. And yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a fun, (laughs) I'm hoping a fun summer. Things are starting to open back up again, which is nice. I know if you're in Canada, I believe you just got put on a third lockdown. And I am so sorry for that. Like, I don't know how you can do that. And I really hope that soon things start opening up around the whole world rather than just in a few countries. And you know what? I was out over the weekend and I was on Broadway. I never go to Broadway, but my friends wanted to go. I was a little drunk. So I'm like, whatever, we'll go. And I have to say, as I was there, I was like, we all suffered so much trauma this last year and a half. How are we all okay? (laughs) I, ha- I like really had that moment where I was like, wow, we're all acting like we didn't have a collective like trauma together. But maybe maybe it'll hit us all at some point. But right now I am trying to enjoy things being open again. And one cool thing is that I believe I'm going to the CMT Awards again this year. Um, so it is nice things are opening. I miss concerts a lot. Do I have any concerts lined up? No, CMT Awards is kind of kind of my concert. But I am just, I'm excited. And I guess I didn't realize how much I missed going out until I went out this weekend and last weekend, just going to like a bar and talking to like drunk, nice girls in the bathroom where, you know, they're like, he's not shit. Stop crying. You just, I missed it. I missed the chaos. I can't lie. But there's a lot of stuff to talk about in pop culture this week. Um, Kristen Cavallari. So instead of TRL this week, I'm bringing back Keeping Up with Kristen Cavallari which is a little segment that I've done in the past, but it has been a while since I've done that segment because Homegirl, 
she just, she's the shit. Kristen Cavallari knows how to work for things and knows how to market herself and knows how to be talked about. So I will talk about that in a little bit. Um, a lot of stuff happened, like I said, with pop culture. Zayn Malik got in a fight. A lot of really disturbing details about Drake Bell came out. Misha Barton decided to talk out, speak out against her time on the OC. Um, Mariah Carey, some news with her. Ronnie with the Jersey Shore. Gus from Florabama Shore. All these things are going to be talked about in the Pop Culture Brunch. Last week, I hope you guys enjoyed Annabelle. This week, we have Maggie Kelly. She runs the um, Instagram page Best of Bravo, and we had a great conversation. We talked a little bit about everything. Of course, we talked about Bravo. We talked about her favorite housewives, things like that. We talked about the Manzo sisters. And when I say we, I mean she did, because she's the fucking expert. We also talked about the OC, One Tree Hill, the challenge. There's a bunch of different stuff for whatever you're into, really. And I know a lot of you do watch Bravo, and that is still very much a blind spot for me. So I am glad that Maggie came on and she was able to kind of fill me in on some gaps. But Maggie was great. I hope you guys really enjoy it. Remember to use the timestamps in the description so you can kind of bounce around to whatever segments you want. And you know, this is just kind of like a side thought. You guys know I like to use the intro as my, my moments where I talk about my personal life and things like that. But I realized I am not drinking nearly as much as I was which is really good for me because I went through a stage and it wasn't when I was just unemployed, when I was working for that company that I ended up quitting. I was drinking almost every single night and that is no good for me. I went from drinking only on the weekends to at least four to five times a week. And again, I knew that I was starting to kind of spiral a bit, but it's really interesting because now I'm at this new company and people are really cool and People are very nice and people say things like, good job. And it's so relieving. And I think it was last week I was walking out of work and I work in the Gulch and there are a lot of bars around there. And I was like, wow, not one person has asked to go to happy hour. Whereas at my old job, we would go to happy hour all the time. And drinking was almost like a badge of honor at my old company. People would come in and be like, oh, I crushed a whole bottle of wine last night, which was kind of... Like, now that I'm out of it, and I've been out of it for a few months now, it's just so interesting, I guess. It's interesting to, like, look back and be like, wow, this is what a normal culture looks like. Even somebody recently left the new company that I'm at, and when it was announced, nobody made a big deal of it. It was just kind of like, okay, all right, well, we wish her the best. Whereas at my old company, it would be like, did you hear? Oh, my God, can you believe? And, of course, they'll say that I started that, but it wasn't just me, guys. I know I love my gossip, but... It's kind of refreshing. You know, I've only really drank on Fridays and Saturdays since I've started this new job. And I think I've mentioned on the podcast a bunch how I wanted to really slow down my drinking. And who would have thought it was just getting out of a fucking toxic work environment? But yeah, I just kind of wanted to share that because I was proud of myself. <laughs> now on that note, like I said, no TRL this week. So let's get into keeping up with Kristen Cavallari. Now, some backstory, I don't know if you guys remember, I'm sure you do, when Jay and Kristen posted that like picture together where they're back to back and they were like, 10 years strong, nothing will break this, whatever it was, because Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm was starting to go after Jay and Kristen, after Kristen hung out with Craig and Austin from Southern Charm. Now, I have never seen Southern Charm, but they seem very problematic as a cast. <laughs> So over the past weekend, it looks like Kristen went to Charleston to hang out with Austin and Craig. 
And Craig is allegedly dating Paige from Summer House. So some people were like, oh my God, I hope she's hooking up with Craig because Craig's a little cutie patootie. From what I'm told, all Southern men are trash. Not Southern men, sorry. I apologize to Southern men in general. I meant the Southern charm men. I've heard they're all problematic and they're no good. Now, some Bravo pages really like them. Other Bravo pages hate them. I don't know anything about them other than I think Craig is cute and Austin's voice drives me up a fucking wall. Those are my only thoughts on them. But Dumois got the same DM as me. So for a second, I did feel like Dumois a bit. And it looks like Kristen and Austin are allegedly hooking up. Are they serious? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to be serious. But it does seem like there is something going on between the two of them. I don't know if you guys remember the crazy Instagram live that Justin Anderson did where they were all wasted and Kristen was on Austin's shoulders. And I think Kristen was like, nothing's happening. I'm allowed to have guys that are friends, which she totally is. She's totally allowed to have guys that are friends. But something came out in the media over the last week and Kristen wanted to be like, fuck you. This is what I think happened. And also she's probably hooking up with Austin on the down low, like whatever. Um, I did get another DM from somebody saying they actually met Kristen at Sewing Down South, which is Craig's business, like his store in Charleston. And she goes to Kristen, she was like, I love your jewelry. And Kristen straight up took off her bracelet and gave it to this person who DM'd me. So is Kristen drunk? <laughs> I'm sorry. Kristen, the kind queen, who would have thought? Okay, back to what came out in the news. I talked about it last week with Annabelle, but Jay is coming for Kristen's company. That is what was going on. So Kristen has been quiet about it, you know. She hasn't said anything about it. Usually there would be like an Us Weekly feature that Kristen and her team would put out just to kind of get ahead of it, but this time she didn't. Instead of attacking Jay in the press, she went for his motherfucking pride. She knew that going to Charleston to hang out with these boys would hurt his ego. And what I was told over the weekend, Jay Cutler was hanging out at the Bobby Hotel with a few girls in the Bobby Hotels in Nashville while Kristen was in Charleston. So in my opinion, Kristen knew that this would get people talking. And it seems like Austin loves attention. So he was like, yeah, let's go. And maybe they're hooking up so they don't really care, right? Like they're going to hang out anyway, might as well document it. So Kristen posted a picture with the boys. And of course, that's going to get people talking. That's going to get people chatting. I'm ready for Madison LaCroix to say something. But who does it hurt? It probably gets under Jay's skin a little bit. Because if you remember, after that live, after Madison decided to say Jay wanted to hang out and all this stuff, that's when Jay and Kristen were like, we're a united front, 10 years strong, nothing can break this. And everyone was like, oh, they're definitely back together. No, hard pass. They, they never got back together. They have been spotted out at dinner, but I think they're just trying to like co-parent. That's what I think. So yeah, I think Kristen was kind of like, fuck you, Jay. I'm going to make you be annoyed with me by hanging out with these Southern charm boys. <laughs> and I think that's exactly what she's doing. And that's why she wanted to document it. Cause I'm sure they've hung out since. And maybe she didn't want to document it cause she didn't want it, you know, causing a stir or anything. Although that's not very Kristen, but you know what I mean? But yeah, allegedly Kristen and Austin are hooking up. May and I'm sure they're, like I said, I'm sure they're just having fun. Hey, they're, if they're single, they're hot, might as well. I don't think Austin's hot. Somebody said he looks like the great value version of Jay, which I actually, I could see that. And it does seem out of all the boys, Austin and Shep? Shep? Is Craig Shep? I don't know. Austin seems like he's like the trouble, the one who's the most trouble on the show. 
But yeah, that is keeping up with Kristen Cavallari. I know that the other day she was at Uncommon James. Somebody won like a shopping spree through St. Jude Charities and she went there to like be there while the girl had the shopping spree and all this stuff, which we love. I love seeing Kristen do stuff like that. And yeah, I guess we're, uh, we're gonna see how this plays out, but I am sure it's gonna play out as we're just friends, guys. What do you mean? I can't just have guy friends? Come on. That's what Kristen's gonna say. But we all know what she's doing and she's doing it to get under Jay's skin because he's trying to take 50% of her company. And I think I misspoke last week. Jay never put any money into Uncommon James. That was my mistake. I thought he did. And he never. it said he never did. So I guess we'll see how that plays out. But I think that will probably get a little bit messy. And that is what I have for keeping up with Kristen Cavallari this week. Now we need to talk about Hill's New Beginnings. I know that I don't like it and a lot of DMs are telling me you also don't like it, but this week was so fucking bizarre. I feel so bad for Audrina that they have to have her make out, not make out. <laughs> They're forcing her to kiss the Sean Stewart. And when he goes to lean in for the kiss, Audrina goes, just, just a little one, no tongue. And all I could think of was like, me in eighth grade kissing boys and being like, not too much tongue or like whatever the fucking weird shit I would say. Poor Audrina, I would almost rather see her pine after Justin Bobby than watch this painful experience anymore. This show, I don't understand. You know, I was actually like getting kind of frustrated with Brody this episode. And can we talk about how Brody has gone from where's my hug to who's the better kisser? So he's gone from like, freshman year of high school to like junior year of high school. He's really growing up. But he gets so mad at his girlfriend, not girlfriend, whatever she is, Amber, whoever Amber is. She gets so mad at Amber for getting drunk. And I can't actually remember if this was last episode or this episode. They've all kind of meshed. But I guess to me, I'm like, Brody, you were 24 when you were on the hills originally, and you probably partied like that. So maybe you should date people your own age if you don't want to get mad at them for drinking. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like a 24 year old probably wants to party. And he did say that, you know, she did ask him to kind of watch out for her drinking and all this stuff, whatever, whatever. But I don't know, that was getting kind of old. And then Heidi, Heidi Montag is here to try and save the Hills new beginnings. I actually did listen to the Spidey podcast and they were both kind of like, we are doing everything we can because we want this show to work. This is all Spidey has guys. They have their crystal company, but this is really all that they have. So they're putting in that extra work and Heidi drinking, being crazy is actually very funny to me. Um, and somebody on the Facebook page, they, or maybe they DM me, I'm sorry, I can't remember. But they basically said the show is turning into people who drink versus people who don't drink. And I completely agree. And I think I said on my story, like sobriety, I support sobriety 100%. I think if you want to be sober, if that's what you want to do with your life, you should do everything to make sure you can stay sober. But this is a reality show and it's kind of weird when it's only like two people drinking and everyone being mad at the two people drinking. And I don't know, it's just the storyline, I don't like it. I don't like how it flows. I don't think it does flow very well. You guys know I love Jason and Ashley. I'm really rooting for more of a storyline with them. Again, they talked about his gambling addiction and how they had to sell their fucking house because of it. What about that? Like, we just brushed right over that. Heidi's sexy dancing in that episode, though, did absolutely kill me. She reminded me of the mom from, from Mean Girls. That's the only way I could, uh, I could describe it. And Justin Bobby is getting a very good edit, right? Justin Bobby is no longer 
that weird guy who would burp in people's faces. He's still a little, he's a little weird, but I feel like that's part of his charm. But he was talking about how he now likes to not really party and not really drink. And he likes talking to his old man and he likes going golfing at 6 a.m. And he looked fucking hot in that golfing blue shirt. Let me just say that. Also, is Frankie Delgado not allowed to speak? I need to DM Frankie and be like, can you talk? Or are you upset you don't have any like speaking lines? Because I don't even understand why he's on the show. Like, I really don't. And again, I am hoping that eventually they talk about how his industry was hit with COVID. Because I actually think, again, that would be a really real storyline. That would be a storyline I'd be interested in because I know people who lost their jobs because of COVID and who were in the hospitality industry and had to get furloughed, had to get laid off because of the impact that it had on the, um, on the hospitality community. So again, that is something I'm interested in. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of crazy because again, I listen to the Spidey podcast and when it comes to Spidey, I take everything with a grain of salt just because that's who they are. And they basically said everyone is afraid to scare, like to make Brody mad because he'll just walk off set. And I'm kind of like, okay, okay, the show doesn't make sense anyway. If Brody leaves, that's fine. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, uh, uh, I have such like a hate relationship with this show. I can't even say love hate, but I will say Audrina like having to kiss Sean Stewart and saying no tongue was probably the highlight of the episode for me. I really hope that they let that go. And at the end of the episode, Brody and Audrina take a hike together. They both say they're single and then they like lock arms. And it reminds me of rough to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. That's the only thing I could think of with how she locked her arm. It was so uncomfortable, so unnatural. And it's kind of funny because re-watching The Hills season four, which is what I'm going to cover next, um, season four, episode 14. I'm sorry, it's episode 15, not 14. They really were trying to make Audrina the focal point of The Hills. They knew Lauren wanted to leave and they were trying really hard to make Audrina the main character. And I think they realized Audrina is not main character material. And I'm not trying to say that in a rude way. I just think she doesn't have that, you know, what what Kristen has. So instead of having it be Audrina's show, having Audrina take over, that's why they brought Kristen in. But yeah, The Hills New Beginnings is a slow sinking ship. Will I still watch it every week? Sure. I don't watch it live. I watch the bold type. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the bold type is on at the same time as The Hills New Beginnings. I really hope that they do find their groove. I almost feel like with Very Cavallari, it, it was like that. Like, it was an okay show, but they couldn't find their groove. And I, I, I mean, I think the issue with Hills New Beginnings is Kristen Cavallari's not in it, right? Like Kristen Cavallari made her own new show, whereas this is just the people who are side characters on the Hills. And Spidey also said that they're the ones who are bringing it all this stuff. And I remember in one of the episodes, Spencer said that they lost all their money because of crystals again. And if you remember, they went bankrupt before because they spent all their money so fast. And I was like, you know, hopefully they have learned how to deal with their money, be better with their money. And I looked them up. I looked up their net worth. They're only worth $300,000 together. And they were making $125,000 an episode on The Hills New Beginnings. So I'm like, where is that money going, guys? Come on, Spidey. I can't, I can't worry about your drinking and worry about your finances. That's a lot of, that's a lot of stress on me. <laughs> I mean, I'll still watch The Hills. If you guys want me to keep doing these updates, I will. I know some of you aren't watching. If something really interesting happens, I'll definitely continue to do these updates. 
But the most interesting thing that happened last week is Heidi got way too drunk. She tried to fight Brody. Ashley Waller judged her. She got mad about that. And then poor Audrina had to kiss Sean Stewart. So, oh, and Audrina and Brody both realized they're both single. So, yeah. So that is what we got out of the hills last week. Now, as we go back, say back to the beginning, we are going to cover The Hills Season 4, Episode 15, and it is called One Last Chance. And again, this is when Lauren seems like a side character in her own show. You can tell she doesn't want to be there, but she's collecting that sweet, sweet MTV money, and MTV is trying to make Audrina the main character for sure. Now, during the recap, we are reminded that Audrina has moved out, and Justin is along for the ride. And remember, she kind of asked him to move in. He goes, let it just happen and see what happens. What a Justin Bobby quote, if I've ever heard one. We're also reminded that Heidi lost her job because of Spencer, and she's ready to fight to get it back. We're reminded about the, I guess I don't need to say we're reminded, right? We know this is the recap. I'm sorry, I keep saying that. But Winnie ended up meeting a guy in New York City, and we find out that Holly turned to Lauren after Heidi kicked her out. So that is some fun drama. And I will say, I always liked Holly. Holly gets a little bit wild in later seasons, but Holly always cracked me up. We start the episode and we're at the office with Lauren and Whitney. And Lauren looks over at Whitney and asks if Whitney has spoken to Jay yet. Yeah, we've been keeping in touch. I I hope I can get out there soon. And Lauren just smiles at her and goes, jealous of your fairy tale, it's so cute. Whitney goes, so cute. (laughs) Whitney's just like, yeah, you're right. It is cute. And thank you for asking about me rather than me asking about you. But of course, Lauren quickly pivots and she's like, Holly's staying with me. And Whitney goes, oh my God, no way. Does Heidi know? That could get really complicated. How how could it get more complicated? I'm just saying. The longer she stays there, the more the two of them are going to resent you. And Lauren's probably like, I know that's exactly why I'm doing this. But Lauren is worried about how they'll treat Holly. She's basically like, well, I'm worried how they'll treat her, but they didn't give her much of an option. They kicked her out. She had nowhere else to go. And then Whitney says, if her sister kicked her out, she doesn't owe her anything. Holly seems sweet. And Lauren goes, yeah, she's basically Heidi without Spencer. So Lauren does not think this Holly thing is a bad idea. Whitney, of course, is like, this is a bad idea. This is not a good thing to do, Lauren. And Lauren's just like, "Mm, it's fine. The next scene, we are at a very, very crowded Venice Beach, and it is Audrina and Justin Bobby strolling hand in hand together. This is so different than Hollywood, is what Audrina says to Justin. And Justin's like, this is my side of town. You need to come down here more. And they talk about the beach. They're just sitting there enjoying the sunset. And then... Justin looks at her and goes, when are we going to Mexico? And Audrina's like, to make up for Cabo and Austin. I almost said Austin. And Justin nods his head. He's like, yeah, I'll teach you how to surf. And then she's like, I'll just watch you. I'll sit on the beach and watch you. He goes, no, you're going to get out in the water with me. And Justin seems very sweet and sincere in this scene. It's not something we see a lot of when it comes to JB. But Audrina says, if I lived here, I'd be at the beach every day, all day. Justin kind of nods his head and he just looks at her. He goes, Yeah, there's something very zenful about it. Zenful. Zenful. I'm going to start using that word more. You know Justin thought he was so deep saying zenful instead of like calming or just zen. And then he also adds that the sunsets are nice. And you know what? I will say that. I went to Laguna in 2018. I can't believe it's already been this long. 
but I had never seen the sunset over the ocean. Only see, I've only seen it rise over the ocean. And it is very beautiful watching the sunset over the ocean. But Justin just goes, I don't like to leave here if you haven't noticed. I've noticed, is what Audrina says to him. Justin then says it stresses him out to go to Hollywood. She's like, I don't, he's kind of like, I don't want to go out anymore. I don't want to go out every night. I don't want to party. And Audrina says she was always upset and frustrated, which it's kind of a weird conversation because again, he's like, you know, I don't like going out because it stresses me out. And then Audrina is the one who's like, yeah, I'm always upset and frustrated with you. And then Justin goes, not when you're with me. Again, I'm like, Justin, what planet do you live on? You're the one who stresses her out more than anybody else, sir. That is a promise. And then Andrina just goes, we can try things this way. So, so what is it? She's going to go to him more? This conversation is really confusing for somebody with a fucking brain. <laughs> but Justin just goes, that's what it's all about, baby girl. So I guess that they made some kind of lead way in their relationship, even though the audience has no idea what the fuck they were just talking about. I'm guessing... It means she's going to go to Venice more, but it could really mean anything. The next scene, we are at the Spidey apartment, and I will say Heidi's face looks the best in this season. She had the best amount of work done. She shouldn't have done anything more. She looked absolutely incredible. What are you doing, my dear? Spencer says as he walks into the bedroom. And Heidi is cleaning and organizing her closet since she's bored without a job. She's like, I don't have a job. I have nothing to do. I'm just organizing the closet. Let's go to the movies. Let's not. This is boring. This is what you do when you get fired. Rearrange your closet. Spencer has never had a job in his life. You can tell. His job was to make Brody famous. <laughs> that is all he's ever wanted was fame. And then he got it. And yeah, so that's what he was doing. Heidi then reminds him that she's fired because of him. I didn't make you drink that night is what Spencer says to her. She's like, he's like, don't put this on me. I didn't make you drink. I don't think you remember anything from that night, Heidi says to him. And now I'm going to play an audio clip between the two of them. And it is very heated. Again, I know they say everything's fake, but this is a very heated conversation. So bravo to them. I'm going to play it in three, two, one. Really? Well, I don't take responsibility at all for No, I do take responsibility for inviting you. And I take responsibility for having a drink. And I shouldn't have done that. But you should take responsibility for saying whatever you said to Sam to get me fired. Thankfully, Brent's going to talk to Sam again, and hopefully I'll be able to talk him into giving me my job back. You really want that job back so badly? Of course I do, and that's not the only thing you screwed up for me. I mean, I just can't believe that on top of me losing my job, I pretty much lost my sister. I don't even know where she is. Yeah, I'm pretty upset. Holly's not around more often, too. Yeah, but I don't even know where she is now. She hasn't even called me or talked to me. She's 25 years old. Like, ever since she moved to L.A., it's been... It's not healthy for a relationship for you always to be horrified. Well, of you're the one causing all the problems. I'm causing all the problems. You gonna complain about your sister or your job? What are we gonna complain about now? I was coming in here and try to cheer you up, go celebrate the other day off today. All you wanna do is complain. So after that, Spencer says, "Enjoy life," and then walks out of the room. And that is the scene. Also, a few people have said that Spencer looks like Dash from The Incredibles. And in this episode, he looks a lot like Dash from The Incredibles, especially at the end. So now we're at Winston's nightclub with Audrina and Lauren. And they sit at the bar and Lauren just goes, I cannot tell you the last time we went for out for a drink. That is something I would say to make my friend feel guilty because I can be kind of toxic sometimes. <laughs> then Lauren says, when we go out together, we're kind of trouble. 
Lauren, you and I together attract trouble, is what Audrina says back to her, which I can actually agree. It reminds me like their Cabo trip. I feel like that was a fun Audrina and Lauren moment. Lauren then tells Audrina that they have to start making plans, and Audrina just goes, you still haven't seen my new place, which I thought was crazy because, first of all, how long has she not been there? A few episodes, an episode maybe? I don't know. But she moved out, and Lauren still hasn't made her way over. Like, that is kind of shitty. I get that. I recently moved, um, and a few of my friends haven't even tried to see my place. And I'm kind of like, guys, I do have a couch you can sit on. But back to Audrina and Lauren. Audrina says, anyone living at the house yet? No, but Holly's staying with us. And Audrina is shook. When Audrina's shook, her facial expressions actually crack me up. I like Holly. She's a good person. Justin wants me to go away with him. (laughs) That is all Audrina, by the way. She's like, yeah, I like Holly. She's a good person. By the way, Justin wants me to go away with him. And Lauren's like gritting her teeth, just nodding her head, trying to be a positive friend because she already lost a friend due to hating her boyfriend so deeply, even though I think she had every reason to hate Spencer Pratt. But anyway, back to the episode. Lauren's like, that'll be fun. That'll be a good time. He told me he's over Hollywood and partying. And Lauren just goes, what does he want to do then? Like, if he doesn't want to party, what does he want to do? He can't force things to happen. They just have to happen. And again, it's one of those moments where I'm like, where did that come from? Did I miss something while I was writing my notes? Like, did I miss a little piece of dialogue? Because I'm like, Audrina, what do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? And Lauren's like, what do you mean? So you just have to play the game, Lauren says in like a little snarky voice. There's a connection we have that I don't have with anybody else. How many times have you heard Audrina say that about her and Justin? that they have a connection that she doesn't have with anybody else. Take a shot every time Audrina says that. And Lauren just kind of nods her head and she's like, yeah, Justin will always be your number one. I know, unfortunately. But then they do a little cheers and that is the little scene between Lauren and Audrina. And it does seem more positive. Lauren definitely is trying to like gaslight her a little bit being like, we don't, we haven't gotten drinks in a while. Where you been, honey? But hopefully she goes to Audrina's house soon, checks it out because it is a two-way street, Lauren. And I guess they were like 23 at the time, but I was about to say, I'd also rather drink at someone's house rather than go out. It's cheaper. But then again, they have MTV money. I do not. The next scene, we are at Audrina's house and Casey, her sister, is there. And Casey is wearing this black and blue plaid shirt that a lot of people wore in the early 2000s. A lot of girls specifically. Lauren wore it at one point. I'm pretty sure Audrina did. And now Casey is. And I wish so badly that I could wear a plaid shirt. I have lumberjack shoulders. I have broad shoulders. You know, a lot of Irish people got those broad shoulders. So I'm just throwing it out there. What is it in Mean Girls? I can't wear halter tops. I have man shoulders. I cannot wear anything with a plaid kind of pattern because I look like a monster. But they're sitting there. And a side note, I really love Audrina's couch in this scene, in her apartment, in her home. I want a couch like that. But my issue is I move a lot. So I'm always like, I don't want to buy something new. And I have a fucking crazy ass kitten. And I'm like, I definitely don't want to buy new furniture. But Casey's like, it is slowly coming together. I like it. It's becoming very girly, just how you wanted it. It's very bachelorette of you. And then Audrina says, yeah, it's slowly coming along. Justin hung up those pictures over there. He helps when he can. And then Casey asks if things are good. And Audrina says, yes, it's nice going back and forth from here to Venice Beach so they can spend time together. And she's like, his toothbrush is upstairs. And then Audrina mentions Mexico. And guess what? Casey has some shit to say to her sister. So this episode of the podcast, I have a couple audio clips. This is audio clip number two out of three, I believe. So I'm going to play that in three, two, one. But he still does the whole, like, 
Well, I'm going to disappear for a week and not return your phone calls or texts, and you're not going to know where I am or what I'm doing, and, like, what is that? I know. But where I does he go, though? Even if you talk to him after, does he just not tell you? But it, I just, I've gotten to the point now where I just don't, can, I don't sit around. That's sad, though. You expect to be, like, convenient. Like, when it's good for him, he's all about it. I feel like he's been making, like, more effort and hanging out and just... What can I say? I love him. And after Audrina says that, Casey goes, as long as you're happy. And how bad does that, like, hurt? When I was listening to that and she's like, she, he only uses you when you're convenient. Like, that hurt me. Damn, Casey. But I feel like siblings can say that kind of stuff to one another. Like, if anyone can talk shit to me, it's my brother. I'll still fight him because I don't take that well. <laughs> but I feel like sisters have a different um, relationship than, like, brother and sister. Now we are back at Bolt House. It has been a little bit, and Heidi goes in to talk to Sam. So she walks in, and she's like, Hi, um, I'm Heidi. I'm here to speak with Sam. And the receptionist tells her to take a seat, and then she goes into Sam's office. And Sam reminds me of Ari from Entourage. He gives me those vibes. And his office, it reminds me of, like, every office that you see someone who's a villain in a movie, if that makes sense, like a businessman villain. It's huge. There's a big couch. It's like black and silver. Yeah. I hope you know what I'm talking about, but it gives me those kind of vibes. Maybe even like Scarface vibes, but I think Scarface had red in his office. Anyway, Heidi goes in to talk to Sam and Sam says, I just don't get, I don't get it. What's the issue? The Spencer thing. I don't, I don't get what your problem is. I don't, I don't get involved with personal stuff. I don't care. Just what's your issue? Cause Brent really likes you and I just don't get it. And of course, Heidi gets her serious face on. She goes, there is no excuse. I love this company and I'm very sorry. It should have never happened. And Sam's like, you're right, it shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened, but I'm gonna give you a trial basis at a new hotel. Do not let me down. I made this appointment once. I will not do it again. This is your only chance to make this right. Boom, holy shit. Like Sam is not playing. And I wonder if Sam was mad he had to be on MTV to do this. But again, he got exposure, so maybe he wasn't. And then Sam says, keep that guy away from my properties. If he comes on any properties, I'm going to kick him out immediately. And Heidi stands up. She goes, absolutely, I understand. And she goes to, like, walk out, then turns and looks at Sam and, like, sticks her hand out to shake his hand. And Sam's like, what the fuck? But they shake hands, and she walks out, and she's like, all right, I got my job back. Like, all right, let's go, let's go. All right, she doesn't actually say that, but you can tell those are her vibes. She is back with Bolt House Productions, and she will not mess it up, and Spencer is not allowed to go anywhere near anything that Bolt House is doing. Let's see how long that lasts. Now we are back at Fitum, which is fake. <laughs> Lauren did not go to Fitum, or she did for a little bit, did not go there as long as they have, but she is sitting on this cool, like, leather lounge chair with a laptop holder above it. It's, it's like the nicest thing I've ever seen. My college, I went to Bridgewater State College in, um, Massachusetts and their student lounge just had like desks and like places to plug your laptop in. That was it. Nothing like this. She's also sitting there with a fedora and I do not like fedoras. And I, that is the one 2000s look. I never want to come back. I never want to see a fedora again in my life. And it's probably because I can't pull off a hat. So it's probably just like me being upset with the fact that I can't pull off a hat, but you know what? Just no fedoras, please. But Steph shows up and sits with Lauren, and Lauren's like, I'm catching up on emails and finishing up this paper. And Steph sits down and just goes, I'm so scared about the final. And they just kind of start chatting. And then Lauren drops the bomb that Holly moved in. And Steph kind of looks at her. She goes, this is going to create problems. I don't think it will. 
Lauren's like, I don't care. I have Holly in my grasps. <laughs> Heidi's gonna be like sad. And Lauren just kind of looks at Steph and she goes, to be honest, I don't care. Hell yeah, you don't care. And also like Heidi kicked Holly out. She had nowhere to go. And Lauren was like, I have a big ass house. You can stay with me. And it's a really, really quick scene. And that was kind of it. She just had to drop that information to the professional pot stirrer, that is Stephanie Pratt. And that is the end of the scene. Now we are at Lo and Lauren's house and it's Lo, Holly and Lauren in the kitchen. And Lo just goes, I can't believe Spencer got Heidi to kick you out. And it's a voiceover. Just a heads up. If you're watching this episode, I don't know if you watch along with the podcast, but it is a voiceover. You can always tell because it's very clear. It's like the clearest voice you can hear and you don't see Lo say it. That's how you know it's a voiceover. Yeah, I mean, he was staying with his sister and Spencer expected Steph to clean up after her, after him, wash the sheets, make food. Holly starts like going off and then Holly's like, I cooked and I cleaned while I was there. That's what a guest does. And Lo's like, well, you don't have to clean up after us, just after yourself. And she's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And Holly's sad because they've been best friends. She's like, I am furious. I don't want to talk to Heidi. I don't want to talk to her while she's still with Spencer. And Lauren is staying very quiet, but she does grab wine glasses and starts pouring everybody wine because that's what you need when you're talking about Heidi and Spencer. And Lauren just goes, I just think she's in a bad place. Spencer is just, is what Holly says. Spencer is just, and Lo goes, was he mean to you? Oh yeah, like openly. And Lauren just keeps saying it was definitely Spencer, not Heidi. She's trying to give Heidi the benefit of the doubt. And she doesn't want to bash Heidi because during this time, you have to remember, Spidey was in the news bashing Lauren all the time. So I think that she didn't want to give them more fuel for their bashing. They didn't want, she didn't want Prez Hilton up her asshole because he's best friends with Spidey. So I really feel like she was just trying to keep her mouth shut and be like, I'm only doing this show for another season. <laughs> I only have to deal with Heidi Montag for a little bit longer, and I'm just going to blame Spencer because maybe Heidi isn't the problem. You know, I think that's what Lauren wanted. She kind of just wanted to keep the peace in a way. Now back at the Spidey apartment, Spencer is excited for Heidi to be back at work. He's like, so you're not moping around here anymore. And we hear a knock on the door. Who shows up? This pot stirrer, Stephanie Pratt. And he goes, oh, what are you doing here? Spencer says to Stephanie. And as Stephanie walks in, Spencer says, we lose one mooch sister and get another. And Heidi just like gives him a look. And then Spencer ends up giving Steph dinner, which I thought was a very kind gesture for Spencer. That is not something he typically does. So that was very kind of him. Have you talked to your sister? Steph says to Heidi. No, I haven't. She didn't tell you she's staying at Lauren's? Where did you hear that from? Lauren, and in this moment, the look that Spencer gives is so scary, but this is also when he reminded me most of Dash from The Incredibles, so I'm going to play this final audio clip that I have for this episode in three, two, one. What? Where'd you hear that from? Lauren. Why would Lauren want Holly to live with her? Because Holly was homeless. Who's going to say no to a homeless person? Your mom didn't even tell you? No. Are you talking to your mom? Yeah. But your mom orchestrated the whole thing. That sounds Don't like someone's stalker Don't mom would do. Don't call her stalker mom. She's worse than Stephanie. It just shows you everything I've said about Holly is completely true, and it shows you that 
Elsie gets her karma by having the mooch of the century crashing at her pad. This is my sister. I, Am I never gonna talk to her again? Are we just not gonna be friends? I just, I can't even believe this, and you don't care. I think it's great that you live there. Great, Spencer. You're so insensitive, and you're so rude, and I can't even believe you're talking Your to sister about this. is the insensitive one here. You're just being an ass. How is that an ass? You're not even paying attention to the problem right now. Your sister's a problem. You're, you're going off track. Maybe here. you're the problem. I feel like we can all agree that Spencer Pratt is one of the best villains of all time when it comes to reality TV. You could tell me I'm crazy, and that's fine, but I'm going to stand by what I said. Now, we end this episode at a restaurant called Medusa, and we're having a date with Justin, Bobby, and Audrina because, again, MTV is trying to make Audrina the main character because you could tell at this point, I think Lauren was dating Kyle Howard, like, secretly, so she didn't even want to divulge in that. But Justin tells her to eat her veggies. She's like, you're a growing, he's, he's like, you're a growing woman. You need to eat your vegetables. Be a good adult. And Audrina's like, okay. But Justin ends up saying, maturity is the most key thing in a relationship, I think. And Audrina laughs at him because she's kind of like, when have you ever been mature in your whole entire life? And then out of nowhere, Justin picks up a bag that is next to their table She's like, did you get here early and put that there? Where did that come from? And he's like, I don't know. I just, I just found it. But she opens it up and it is a shirt that she had seen the day before when they were walking the beach. And Justin went back and got it. And right away he goes, no bras with that thing, okay? Thank you. And Audrina's like, ha, 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 okay, I love this. Thank you so much. And Justin says, at least you know you're loved. And Audrina says, thank you. And how does this episode end? It ends with a Justin Bobby quote that says, it's all about growing up, living and learning. And that is how the episode ends. And in that moment, I was kind of like, is that the first time Justin Bobby has ever said I love you to Audrina? I feel like it's probably the first time. Have we heard that? I could be wrong. Like I said, sometimes episodes blend together, but I really feel like that's the first time he let her know that she was loved. Of course, after saying you're not allowed to wear a bra with this shirt. But, you know, he's, he's making very tiny baby steps. But that is episode 15 of season four of The Hills, where they are slowly transitioning Audrina to be the main character before they realize Audrina does not have main character energy. So we will see what happens as the season goes on. So sometimes I wait to finish the podcast until Monday because Monday is the news cycle day. And I'm like, all right, if something big happened over the weekend, it'll probably be out on Monday. But I have to do part two of Kristen's trip to Charleston. Kristen Cavallari, you are a wild woman and I am starting to absolutely love it. I've seen comments saying people think she's being thirsty. I think she's just being single, but I also think she wants to get under Jay's skin. And how did she do that? She hangs out with the Southern Charm Boys a little bit. So originally, I said that she made out with Austin, which is allegedly true. That is allegedly 100% true. But I just talked to Best of Bravo, Maggie Kelly, who is on this podcast in a little bit. She said that Kristen and Craig are actually hooking up. Like, yeah, she maybe made out with Austin, but her sights are set on Craig. And you know what? Again, I know nothing about these boys, but I definitely think Craig is better looking than Austin. I can throw that out there. So I think they could make a little badass reality TV couple. Kristen has already said she'd never go on Southern Charm, but I, I think she might. I think Kristen, 
Kristen knows what she's doing with reality TV, right? Like she's gonna show up on The Hills New Beginnings. She knows nobody likes it. She knows people are very involved with the Southern Charm cast. And she's like, you know what? Maybe I'll just sneak into there. But that is the other little like second part of the Keeping Up with Kristen Cavallari. I was gonna add it to the other part, but if you're a new listener, I wanted to, wanted to make you hang on a little bit longer. I also got more DMs about Kristen in Charleston. Apparently a lot of followers live in Charleston. And they did see her in Austin holding hands. They did see her in Austin like hugging and being flirty and all this stuff. That's why when people are saying she's actually going for Craig, I'm kind of like, oh, like that's weird. I don't know. Maybe maybe Southern Charm boys are different than me because if my friend was, or if I liked someone and they were all over my friend then decided to be all over me, I probably wouldn't be super into that. But again, I don't know how reality TV stars do their things. They're, they're a different breed. Another follower did DM me saying they met her at Sewing Down South and she was like, oh my God, I love your jewelry. And Kristen just took her bracelet off and gave it to her. So we love that. And I will say, but she's always been nice to fans. I haven't really heard like a negative fan encounter in a very long time. And also kind of going off of like keeping up with Kristen Cavallari, Madison, of course, went live, as she does whenever Kristen and Austin are up to something. And also, this is Madison LaCroix, who allegedly broke up A-Rod and J-Lo, even though I blame A-Rod a lot more than I blame J-Lo, because, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I blame A-Rod more than Madison, not more than J-Lo, because apparently A-Rod had been sliding into a lot of DMs, so... That is the Madison and she did a live with her son because one of her big things is that she thinks Kristen's a bad mom because she's never with her kids. And I know people who dislike Kristen. I know people who do not get along with Kristen and they all still say that she's a great mom. Like I've never heard anyone say anything about her parenting. So I wanted to throw that out there to kind of stick up for Kristen. She is allowed to go out and she is allowed to have fun. But yeah, that's all there is right now. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more to come out about this. Make sure you're following Best of Bravo because she has some intel in Charleston. So wanted to plug her there. And then, of course, she's going to be on the podcast in just a few minutes. Guys, today my dreams were answered. Today my dreams came true because Lord is finally releasing new music. Do we know when it's coming out? Absolutely not. But we know it's called Solar Powered. And I am so excited for this. Lord is one of my favorite artists of all time. I love her music. Her album Melodrama, I play it like it just came out. Zero skips. One of the best albums of all time. And I am just so ready for this. I think I said on the podcast a week or two ago, I was like, I cannot wait for some new Lord music. It needs to come. And it is finally here. Thank you, Taylor Swift, for lending Jack Antonoff for Lord so they could make this album together. I'm just kidding. I don't know if he's involved, but I'm going to assume he is. And if he is, that means it's going to be an absolute banger of an album. But even if he isn't, you know what? Lord can do this on her own. She don't need Jack Antonoff. She doesn't need him. Also, there is a really big, crazy PowerPoint that's kind of fun to read if you want to get into it that says that Lord and Jack Antonoff had an affair when he was with Lena Dunham. And I think a lot of people actually assume that happened, but it's like a whole PowerPoint about why melodrama is about her relationship with him. So if you Google... Lord and Jack Antonoff PowerPoint, you'll be able to pull it up. So there has been a lot of stuff going on in pop culture this last week. I feel like some weeks there's nothing, and then other weeks they give us everything they can. Now, I don't know if you watched The Bachelorette. I just watched one season. I wanted to see the Claire 
Tasha season. And I really like Tasha. I ended up actually following her on social media because I just, I liked her vibe. I was really into her. And I have a feeling her and Zach broke up. I'm not, I'm not sure. She is still wearing her engagement ring, but they have not posted anything together since early May. And they were a couple who like posted stuff together all the time. Maybe they're just taking some space. Maybe they're just taking a little break. I surely hope that's the case because I was really rooting for these two. I was very invested in Clarky and I think they, he called her queen. I don't know. I don't follow him. I only follow her. But I was very invested in these two. And maybe that's why I don't like watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette because I get too involved. I get too involved with these people. And a lot of people are saying that these two have, in fact, broken up. Harry and Meghan welcomed a little girl named Lilibeth Diana. And if you don't know Lilibeth, Lilibeth, I'm sorry, I pronounced it incorrectly at first, probably correct, I don't know, but that is actually Elizabeth's nickname, Queen Elizabeth's nickname. And I find it really interesting because they kept saying how they wanted to kind of distance themselves from the royals and all this stuff, but then they chose that name as the first name. Now, I am sure it's just because Harry loves his grandmother, but I almost wish her name was like Spencer Diana or something like that. I wish, um, I wish Spencer was in there rather than Diana because Will and Kate's daughter is Charlotte Elizabeth Diana. So, I mean, her cousin basically has her name. <laughs> um, but congratulations to them. I know they've been in a whirlwind of media. And there is still the part of me that's like, but I thought they wanted to step away from the royals. Like, I, I didn't understand the, the Lilibeth. But I know that Harry still speaks very fondly of his grandmother, so I'm sure it had something to do with honoring her. Mariah Carey, oh Mariah, one of the greatest songwriters of our time, has officially left Rock Nation Records. That is, of course, Jay-Z's record label. She did put out a tweet saying, there is no bad blood between her and Jay-Z. The only thing that they've ever, like, what did she say? She's like, the only thing we've ever gone hard against each other was the Heartbreaker remix or something like that. Whoever runs Mariah Carey's social media is so funny. Congratulations to that person who has that job because they absolutely kill it. Zayn Malik actually got in a fight. Remember Zayn Malik? Yeah, Gigi Hadid's baby daddy slash former One Direction member slash really mad that he didn't get a Grammy nomination. I feel like I just stumbled over all those words. <laughs> but he got into a fight in New York City at 2 a.m. on a Wednesday morning, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, because apparently someone was yelling slurs at him and he took off his shirt when they were fighting, when they were arguing. Now on Dumois, someone said Zayn knew this person. This person is friends with Bella and Zayn was also hurling those slurs. Now I have a question, okay? Why is he out at 2 a.m. with a baby at home? And I hate to be that person because I do think that parents are allowed to have lives and all this stuff, but he's also like gone live and then got mad at people on live really late at night. And I'm like, you know, if Gigi was doing this, can you imagine if Gigi got into a fight at 2 a.m., what people would say? Granted, he was fighting someone who was saying homophobic slurs. We appreciate that. But I'm just like, if Gigi was out there, even if she was fighting someone for homophobic slurs, she would be called a terrible mother and all this stuff. But when it comes to Zayn, people are just like, oh, it's just Zayn. This is just what he does. He just, he doesn't sleep. He goes out, he parties. I'm like, what the fuck? 
And again, if this was Gigi doing this, or if this was even Kylie Jenner, when she goes out, people call her out on it. But yeah, that is, that is the Zayn Malik tea. Keeping with the one direction of it all, Liam Payne. Remember Liam Payne, the JC Chazay of One Direction? Well, he came out with like a really sad interview. Him and his girlfriend of two years called off their engagement. And he started saying, he's like, I need to work on myself. I'm a month sober. And he also said Harry reached out to him because Harry had a feeling he wasn't doing well. And I just, I hope Liam can, can get help in and continue on his sobriety path. And I think Liam could put out really good music. Like I said, I think he is the JC Chazé of One Direction. Although maybe Niall was. No, no, Niall, I love Niall. Let me be, he's my favorite One Direction person. But I do think that Liam just needs to find like the right sound for his voice. And he'd be great. Honestly, all One Direction guys can sing. There's no denying that. I almost said other than Louie, but I don't want Directioners to come at me. Beyonce was also spotted out this weekend. Um, no real story other than she was at a New York Nets game with Jay-Z. They were sitting courtside. She was wearing her mask and still looked super beautiful, even with her mask on. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the tea there. When I saw Beyonce was out, I was like, ooh, what's she up to? I'm guessing we're gonna get new Beyonce soon. I don't know why. I just have a feeling we're gonna get new Beyonce music soon. And as you guys know, I am relatively new to the Bayhive, Beehive, Bayhive. So thank you guys for welcoming me, even though I probably just said that wrong. Please don't get mad at me. Please don't come at me on Twitter. Switching topics, my girl Taylor Swift, her album Evermore, returned to number one on the Billboard 200, selling a shit ton of units this past week. She has now spent 53 weeks at number one on the chart. Only the Beatles and Elvis Presley have spent more time at the top of the charts. So Taylor Swift is the music industry. Don't you forget it. In disturbing news, there's actually a lot of disturbing news coming up. I just want to give you guys a heads up. I will give some trigger warnings, but Drake Bell, Drake Bell from Drake and Josh, he was arrested on allegedly having child pornography. And if you remember last year, January 2018, 2019, 2020, I believe it was January 2020, his girlfriend filed charges against him saying that he beat her. He, she's put up pictures. She put up all this stuff. He denied it. He denied it. He said not true. All this stuff. And then out of nowhere, Drake Bell decided to move to Mexico and change his name because he has a better fan base in Mexico. To me, it sounds like Drake Bell was trying to flee the country, change his name, and get the fuck out of Dodge because he knew he was going to be in trouble. Now, he was still using Instagram, so maybe I'm incorrect with that, but he was changing his name. He was kind of changing his identity. He was saying how Mexican fans appreciate him more, and then he got caught by the FBI. And honestly, if all this is true, I hope he gets locked up. Now, somebody DM'd me being like, you know, is this because of Dan Schneider? Because obviously Dan Schneider created Drake and Josh. And if you don't know about Drake, um, if you don't know about Dan Schneider, I suggest you look him up because it's very easy to find his alleged, ish, the alleged things that he's done to people. Um, I don't know. I think you can just say Drake Bell's kind of a monster if this is true. And Dan Schneider's a monster. Like, they can both be monsters. Um, so yeah, that is how I feel about the Drake Bell thing. I guess we will see what happens. I don't think this one's super triggering, but Ronnie is still on Jersey Shore. I read that Ronnie was not going to be on Jersey Shore anymore. I read that they were editing him out. They were not going to have him on. Instead, they just didn't have him in the promotions. 
I was kind of like, what the fuck? So are they going to write him off the show? Are we going to see the exit of Ronnie Magro? I hope so. I hope that he is not going to be on the show much longer. He has said um, that the cast has no loyalty to him and all this stuff. And I'm kind of like, dude, you've kind of you've kind of put him through the ringer. You know, you've kind of done a lot of shit that could have gotten their show, their income taken off the air. So one interesting thing about this, especially the timing, is Sammy's sweetheart and her fiance broke up. Do I know why? No, I have no idea. I'm sorry. I don't have any insight on that. But they broke up. Can you imagine if Ronnie, obviously he will not be back next season. Like I said, I'm not sure if halfway through the season, they're kind of like, no, we don't want to film with Ron anymore. I don't know how that's going to play out. But could you imagine if Sammy's sweetheart is the one who like replaces him and comes in? Because Sammy has remained cool with Dina. I know, I believe she was cool at one point with Snooki and Wow. I don't know about Angelina, but I wouldn't mind seeing Sammy back. And did Sammy bring a ton? No, she didn't bring a ton to TV. I'll, I, I can admit that, but I would still enjoy seeing her. I would like to see her more than Ronnie. And one thing I did notice is they did not do Ronnie any favors in his confessional. He looks like he's like has skin marks that he picked at. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're they're definitely not editing him to look nice. They're kind of just like, yeah, we, we're going to keep you on, I guess. But again, I don't know how that is going to play out. I am interested to see what happens. Misha Barton decided to do an interview with E! News, and I suggest you read it. It's about her time on Fox and about on the OC. I don't know why I said Fox. On the OC, which was on Fox. And she said that the cast was really awful to her. And she was, she said just a lot of different things. And she said men on set were mean to her and she had to work really long hours. And she said she left the show because she felt like she was missing out on so much. And I remember when she left the show, everybody was basically saying she left the show because she thought she was too good for the show. And of course, I want to believe Misha to a point in this interview. You don't want to, you know, if that was her experience, that was her experience. So I highly suggest you listen to, I think there's been one more episode, but welcome to the OC bitches. Danny Pellegrino jumped on and he talked to Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark about Misha's experience. And Rachel's tone changes completely. She is not happy about this interview and you can 100% tell. You can tell that she does not feel that way. And she said, she was like, well, you know, I got along with people and Melinda was like, yeah, we did work really long hours. So I just thought their response was interesting. And then they both said that they would love to have Misha on the show so they could kind of talk about her experience and understand it better because they had great experiences. And of course, everybody has different experiences no matter what you do, no matter what job you have. I'm sure even the job that I left, people love it there. So Everybody has their own experience when it comes to different things, so I am not discrediting Misha at all. I really am not trying to do that, and that's actually something Rachel and Melinda also said. They're like, you know, we don't want to discredit her story. We want to hear her story, but I just thought that was interesting. Definitely read her interview with E! News, and then, again, it was just like a teaser clip with Danny Pellegrino where they kind of addressed what was going on with Misha and what she had said. So I guess we'll see how it all plays out. I would love to see Misha go on that podcast and kind of hear them all talk it out. But Rachel's voice changes a lot. You can tell that she is 100% pissed off. Now, as we round out the pop culture brunch, I have to talk about Gus from Floribama Shore. If you are not on the Floribama Shore Reddit, check it out. I, we talk, I talk about Reddit quite a bit in this podcast. Um, 
uh, Maggie and I talk about Reddit when it comes to Jesse James, but the Floribama Shore Reddit is popping, and Gus has now deleted his Instagram. So apparently, some this is what Cody and Amy have said about what happened. Apparently, somebody told Gus to kill himself. There has not been no screenshot to prove that somebody did this, and I'm not saying that it did not happen. I'm just saying there have been no screenshots released. Um, Cody never posted one. Amy never posted one. And honestly, in my opinion, I don't think that people should be like DMing other cast members to speak out about stuff, especially if they're not fully aware of everything that's happening. You know what I mean? Like the person DM'd Amy and Amy was kind of like, I'm not a part of this. Why are you, why are you DMing me? And I agree with that. I think that that is kind of, you know, she isn't involved in it and it's not like she can get Gus off the show. I'm sure that, you know, if the cast came together, they probably could. But anyway, what happened is somebody allegedly told Gus to kill himself. Now the person said that she has never said that and all of a sudden Gus started DMing this person and her husband. And some things that he said were fucking vile. And I do not like Gus, so it's hard for me to be biased on this. That is something I can 100% say. Watching him on screen, he's a narcissist. It really bothers me. There are people in my life that he reminds me of. But during this freakout via DM, and also, like, obviously that's going to get leaked, right? Like, I'm not saying to, I don't know. But he started telling this man that his wife looks like Shrek, that he was going to, this gets kind of gross, this gets graphic, I'm just, I'm giving you this heads up. He kept telling the guy that he was going to fuck his wife in front of her and then throw her on the streets because she's a cum dumpster. He also said something about how their son was the ugliest kid he's ever seen and the son was gonna get it taken up the ass in middle school. Like all these really fucking vile things. And nobody's made a comment about it. Like I said, Gus has deleted his Instagram. His Twitter's still up. It's all over Reddit. Amy said that she, this had nothing to do with her. And I actually, like I said, I agree with her to a point. You know, what is she going to do? Fight Gus? So basically, people are like going after sponsors. They're telling people to stop sponsoring Gus, Amy, Cody. They're telling like sponsors to stop sponsoring MTV. And that is the only way to kind of get Gus off the show, I think. Unless they, they say like his mental health isn't right and he, he can't be on the show. But I was talking to somebody about it. And I was basically like, no, you shouldn't tell people to kill yourself, to kill themselves. That is awful. And a lot of people hide behind screens and a lot of people say a lot of stuff. But I also think that you need to take into consideration your reaction. So recently I had somebody in my life react a specific way and I didn't think it was the appropriate reaction. They took it too far. And I think when it comes to people doing things like that, it's impulse control. You know, there have been moments where I have been furious with people. I have been out of my mind angry. But I think you need to just remember like, is it worth the reaction I wanna give? And especially, I can't imagine having, you know, being on TV and having a million people saying awful things to you all the time. Now, hopefully Gus gets help or something because his messages were not right. They were horrible. And again, it's like the reaction is not worth that. And why this person? Why is this the person that he decided to take it out on? I'm not 100% sure. He also said that he would fly the guy down, beat the shit out of him, and send him back to his whore wife. 
Again, the messages get pretty nasty. And he even commented like on pictures and he went, he went insane on Instagram. I'm not gonna even try and sugarcoat that. He went really crazy and MTV will not do anything, right? They've never done anything about Ronnie. They've never done anything about the teen mom shows until sponsors started pulling out. So what people are thinking are that, you know, sponsors are gonna pull out of Floribama Shore. They have to get rid of Gus. And again, if you are interested in reading all the messages that he sent, it is on the Floribama Shore Reddit. And with that, I just wanna say thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. I had a great talk with Maggie. I had so much fun with her. So I hope you guys stick around for that. We talk a lot of Bravo, a lot of OC, a lot of really just like everything. We kind of talk about everything under the moon. So I hope you guys tune in and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Well, almost bye. Stick around, stick around, don't say bye. Stick around. Guys, I am here with Maggie Kelly from the Instagram Best of Bravo. I am so excited to have her on because you know Bravo is my blind spot and you guys tell me to watch all these shows. So finally I was like, Maggie, I need you to come on because she's been watching the OC. She loves Laguna Beach, the Hills. A Bravo queen, if I do say so. Maggie, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I feel, I feel like we've this has been a long time coming. So I'm glad to be here. Yes, yes. So you guys, I've been really weird about guests. You know that. And I'm like, Maggie, I'll have you on. I'll have you on. Then finally, I was like, Maggie, will you please come on? I'm so sorry. So thank you for waiting and being patient. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, anytime. Well, um, you know, it's not, not a lot of us live here in Nashville. So, um, you know, any, anything to tell about. Yeah, absolutely. So your page right now is at 172,000 followers. That is absolutely insane. Did you ever think your page would get to like this many eyes basically and this many people want to follow you for your content? Oh my gosh, no, it's it's seriously so strange. I mean, I started this with no intentions of having it grow. I assumed I would be over it within two weeks. Like I just started it because I love Bravo and really it's as simple as that. And it just continued to grow and grow and grow. And I honestly have no idea how I got here. Like I say that all the time. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just post and, you know, post the memes, post news. And here we are. So I'm, I'm so grateful because it's really turned into like a little community that I love, but I would have never, ever thought that three years ago, pretty much when I started this, that it would be as big as it is. So I'm just really grateful. That's awesome. So you've been able to go to BravoCon. You have done a book like reading with Carl from Summer House. You just went to the Sewing, Sewing Down South opening, right? Yeah, when, yeah. What was the first moment where you were kind of like, oh shit, this page is bigger than I expected? So, I mean, throughout the, throughout the last three years, there's been a few moments when like someone follows me or when someone messages me, I'm like, okay, wow, like that's, that's pretty cool. But to be honest, really the Sewing on South event was really the first thing where I was like, shit, like this is awesome. Like I have been a Southern Charm fan and specifically a Craig fan for so long. And the fact that they invited me to come to their like friends and family events to the store, honestly, it was, it was huge for me. And I, I couldn't believe it. I had to go. And I did everything I could. My brother was graduating the next day. And so they told me about it a few weeks before that. And I was like, I can't come. And then they're like, well, it's actually on Friday. And they told me that on Sunday. And so I was like, 
okay, I guess I can try and make it. So I booked, my, I booked a rental car and booked a flight because I had to drive from Charleston to Georgia after oh, wow. the event on Saturday. It was a whole thing. Yeah. But I was like, I, I feel like if I'm invited to something like this, especially for somebody that I'm such a fan of, um, I feel like I should try and go. And so honestly, that, that moment I realized I was like, okay, I was like, this is, this is kind of, this is cool. Like, like not gonna lie, like I was, I was excited to be there. That's so cool. I guess like I had that moment with Kristen when she invited me, I was kind of like, holy shit, are you sure? Right, I always, it's crazy. Cause it's like, I, I don't know. And it was, it was funny cause so many people there were like, oh, we follow your accounts. Like so great that you're here. And I was just surprised because I just, I forget, you know, I show my face on here a lot and I forget anytime someone comes up to me, I love it. But for like Craig to be like, oh, hey, how was last night? Like, it looked like you had a good time. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> last night was really fun. I'm kind of hungover today. Like it was just, it's just surreal. Cause it's like, you know, I'm a fan of his and he, he knew that I went out the night before. So it was just, it was kind of a like pinch me moment the whole trip. And um, hopefully now that COVID is kind of on its way out, um, hopefully I feel like more things like that. I'm sure, I mean, BravaCon's happening. So yeah. Are you excited for it? You're going, so right? So excited. So I plan to go. I mean, I have no clue how ticketing will work. Ticketing will work this year. Oh, right. Um, Honestly, it was a shit show the last time and I barely got a ticket. So I have no clue how it's going to work this year, but I do plan on going, uh, no matter what I have to do, I plan on going. So I I'll shell out some coin if I have to, that's fine. Now I had something where I, I don't get to talk to a lot of fan pages, especially not on the podcast. And mm -hmm. I know that some you and I have built kind of like a more of a brand than just a fan page, but I still get the DMs, you know, you're such a creepy fangirl, whatever. But do you ever have that mindset where you're like, why are they talking to me? Or I guess not, why are they talking to me? But it's like, am I coming off like a creepy fangirl? Oh my God. All, literally almost every day. I'm like, I'm the most <laughs> unhinged person online. I'm like, I spiral weekly. Like I, and it's funny because sometimes people will say like, They'll be, I'm like, are they la like, are they laughing with me or at me? Either way, I don't care. Cause I, whatever. I mean, but every day I'm like, oh my God, the fact that people follow my dumb ass is, is honestly shocking, but yeah, every single day. <laughs> now, as somebody who's not a Bravo connoisseur, I watch, I think four shows on it. What would you suggest to people trying to get into Bravo and trying to get into housewives and mm -hmm. just really the insanity that is Bravo? Yeah. So gosh, there's so many shows and my answer to this question has changed over time. I would have said, start with Vanderpump Rules. Um, I feel like, I feel like lately the last couple of seasons, it hasn't been as great. Uh, I still got planning on watching the next season. Of course, uh, I'll always watch, but I would say non-Bravo start with Summer House. I really love Summer House and they've had a great like last couple of seasons. I don't know if you watched that at all, but it's yeah. okay. Yes. Okay. I love Summer House. It's so good. And I feel like, especially people around our age, you know, like twenties, thirties, I feel like you can just relate more to people of summer house, or at least, at least I can. Mm -hmm. And so I would suggest summer house for housewives. My favorite is always in the houses of New York. Roni is just gold. They're just so funny to me. So I would say, start with that. Um, if you don't want to take that big of a commitment, I always say start with Potomac because okay. it's so great. Um, 
and I actually, I was a late bloomer. Uh, I admit it. Like I tried to get into it when it first came on and I, I just couldn't. And then, I mean, it's been a few years ago. I rewatched it. I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Like I love Potomac. I love Kieran Huger. I'm so excited for the next season, which starts in July. So yeah, I would say those three would be my, would be my recommendations, but there's a lot, so you can't really go wrong. Well, that's actually the perfect segue because somebody did want to know your thoughts on Vanderpump Rules and the future of Vanderpump Rules, because it's obviously going to be a lot different than it was. It will be a lot different. So, I mean, a lot of the cast isn't coming back and they were on since season one, like Stassi, Kristen, Jax, Brittany. Um, I do think it'll be a lot different. I honestly, I don't know what to expect. I was, I was unsure if it was even going to come back just because all of that was happening last year. And then they should have been, they were supposed to film literally like over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so now, now they're, they're filming now, but it's like, that's a long time between seasons. So I just wasn't sure if it was going to come back, but um, obviously it's coming back and a lot of the same cast members will be there. So I think that it'll still have some of that effect, but the beauty of Vanderpump Rules is that, or at least in the early seasons was that they're like, waiters and they're just trying to make it and they just don't care you know they don't Mm -hmm. care about their reputation they don't give a fuck like it was really it was reality tv gold and I think a little bit of that has been lost with just social media and just the Mm -hmm. how popular the show is so I'm excited to see what's what's to come but it'll be a lot different now before we dive into more bravo stuff I have to talk Laguna and Hills with you of course Mm -hmm. Who was your favorite on Laguna? So huh, I, I go back and forth. So I think when I watched it the first time, I loved like Lauren Conrad. Mm-hmm. I always loved her. Uh, I, you, you like her too, right? Yeah, I'm a Lauren like sympathizer. Okay. Like I don't like yes, people like, talking bad. I know. I, I just, I always really liked her. But looking back, I'm like, okay, Kristen's a bad bitch. Like I really, I liked both of them. And I would say at the time, I was definitely probably more a Lauren Stan, mm-hmm. uh, Lauren Conrad. And then, I don't know, I always loved Lowe too. So she was my favorite. I love Lowe. Like, I, I, lo- I really, I like them all. But now I'm like, okay, Kristen's a bad bitch. So yeah, I guess like for the hills, I was more Lauren is my queen, goddess, yeah. all of that. But on the, on Laguna, I really liked Lowe. So love it was kind of. Yeah, I love Lo. But I still, I still, I don't even, I think on my personal page, she is like the only one I follow anymore. I, oh. Yeah. So I guess that says something. <laughs> she <laughs> like, made the cut. She made the cut. So I guess it says something. Who is your favorite on The Hills? Because The Hills, I think, really spawned off all of the shows we have today. You can call me crazy for saying that, but maybe not all the shows, but like Vanderpump Rules and that kind of. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I always, I always like Lauren. Um, I, I like them all. I honestly like Spencer Pratt. I love Spencer Pratt, uh, which I know is super like not popular, but he cracks me up at yeah. the time when I was watching, I didn't love him obviously like I do now, but now I, I love Spencer and I love Heidi. Um, but I've, I always like, I always like Lauren. Yeah. So was there any like specific scene when you think of the hills? There are a lot of iconic scenes that come from that, but what scene do you think of when you think of the hills? Oh, I think of when uh, Justin Bobby wore combat boots on the beach. 
Think oh, of that. Okay. I and thought I you were going to say mascara tear. That, okay. That, that's a good one too. And I also think of, you know, she didn't go to Paris. Um, and then I don't know why this lives like rent free in my mind. Uh, when, okay, now, now, now I'm forgetting, now I'm trying to blink of who it was. Was it, I think it was Lauren that got, that uh, Jason gave her a Chanel bag yes. as a gift. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to like F this up. Um, yes. I don't know why, but at the time I was like, oh my God. Cause I, I was like, that's my dream bag still to this day. So I'm like, oh my God, that's fucking awesome. Like gave her like a $5,000, of course they can afford it. But I just, at the time I'm like, shit, that is goals. That was rent free in my mind for some odd reason. And so that the Paris and yeah, just Bobby, that was, I, that was quite the trip. Now, as someone who loves reality TV, I have, I'm like on TikTok all the time, but I'm talking about mm-hmm. you loving reality TV more than me just to. You know. I love, yeah, I do love reality TV. <laughs> but someone was like, we don't give Lauren Conrad enough respect as a reality star. Would you agree with that? I think so. I mean, it's, it's funny, I guess at the time I, I felt like she was really quite liked. I could be, I could be wrong. Now I, I she's I not. To, but now she's not. I don't know. I always, I like her aesthetic. So I, I don't know. I, I've always liked Lauren. So I, I guess I'm with you. I'm kind of like an Lauren apologizer. I didn't even realize I was until you're asking me all these questions. And I'm like, <laughs> I keep finding myself going back to her. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I like her. I think she did help pave the way for a lot of different things. Absolutely. And everyone needs to remember she was like 19 to 23 when she was mm-hmm. on the show. And we all do a lot of really dumb, toxic shit. So, oh, for sure. I mean, for God's sake, if I was filmed at 19, Oh my God. I mean, they'd be like, this girl needs rehab. Like she needs some help. Like, I mean, I was, I was not well in college. I'm still a little bit not well, but especially in college, I was like, I mean, we were going out four or five times a week. Like, I mean, it's just what, what you did. And so yeah, if if there's a camera on me, it would not, it would not have been good. Let's be honest. I I know. I see on your stories, you'll be downtown. I'm like, she's crazy. (laughs) I, yeah, I, you know, it's been fun lately. I, I was kind of over it for a while and I, I'm right back in there now. So (laughs) where, where are your favorite places to go in Nashville? Oh gosh, there's so many. I mean, I feel like lately we've been going to underground a Mm -hmm. lot, uh, on Broadway. That's a good one. If I get asked this a lot, like which, which bars I like, usually I like Midtown or like Tinder to Mumbrian. Yeah. I was there a couple weeks ago. Um, but if it, if it was Broadway, we, we like underground and then Jason Aldean's that's fun always. So gosh, I don't know. I mean, it sounds bad. I'm like, I, there's only a few I don't really love and I don't know why I just, I don't have as much fun there. So I, what can I say? Is one of them FGL house? Yes. One of them is FGL, but I, my sister's in town, gosh, maybe a month ago when we went there and it was, it was fun actually, but I was also kind of lit. So, I mean that always helps. So I just feel like it always smells like a hint of puke. It, yes, it does. Yeah. Once you get past the, the, the puke smell, I think you're, you're smooth sailing, but yeah, one of them is, is FGL for sure. I used to spend a lot of nights there and it's just, I'm a little older now, so I don't, you know, I don't love it as much, but <laughs> I totally get and respect that for sure. Um, one thing that I was not aware of until I started following you was how terrible Jesse James Decker is. Oh my God. Okay. So you, I think you linked the Reddit page or something, but I ended up on the Reddit somehow. And I did kind of a deep dive. 
I guess, how did you know that she was allegedly a monster? I just started hearing things. I think people would message me things about her just because they know I live in Nashville and they would just start messaging me things about her that weren't nice. And then I know a couple people like through the grapevine, like not closely connected that have been around her or that I would hear stories about. And so I just, I'm just kind of nosy and like, like to deep dive and stuff. And so I just started looking into it and a few of my friends that I did, and I just kept finding out all this cringe shit. And I'm like, wait a second, this girl is not who she pretends to be. And she's just, I've always thought she was annoying with the whole lovey-dovey captions. Like she's all over Eric. I mean, he's hot, don't get me wrong, but it's just a lot. It's yeah. a lot and it's nonstop. And then I don't know. I just, I started doing my own little deep dives and I see other people talk about it. And I don't know, Kittenish is right by my apartment. So I walk by that and I'm just dying inside. So yeah, yeah. the Reddit's a trip. The Reddit page is a lot. <laughs> I mean, I learned a lot from it. So I'm not trying oh, to yeah. bash it at all. I'm Reddit, I promise oh, you, I'm yeah. not bashing you. We, I love Reddit actually. Yeah. Reddit is amazing like I actually don't get on Twitter a whole lot um I really I forget about it which so I know so many people use it and I think Twitter is hilarious but I just forget about it. I'm on Instagram so much but Reddit every once in a while I get on there and I mean the people of Reddit are detectives they know everything it's amazing so yeah this if you want to know anything about Jesse James Decker look it up on Reddit you will not be disappointed trust me so I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure if any of them hear this they'll probably be like, Oh my God. But seriously, it's, it's gold. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm letting them know I'm not bashing it. They're very smart and they have great subreddits, everything I'll get in there for hours, hours. And I actually work across from there. So every day I walk out and I see her face and then I see the lines of people out the door. I'm like, read the Reddit. (laughs) Oh my God. So you work by the wings and by, Oh gosh. Yeah, Yeah. That's where I park right at the wings. Yep. I know that parking garage. Well, (laughs) (laughs) so there are a lot of new housewives and I do not watch I believe it's Beverly Hills but now I want to because of Kathy Hilton my queen so okay but there's still the part of me that's like she also let Paris get kidnapped so I mean I guess I guess everybody has bad in their past and hopefully she's learned but how do you feel about the whole maybe maybe not Paris getting kidnapped you know what I mean like That's the reason why I can't fully buy into Kathy Hilton. So I'm a lifelong Paris Hilton stan. Like I've always loved Paris. Like I was that, that girl who owned like her perfumes Mm -hmm. and like her, I read her book, all that stuff. Okay. So I love Paris. Um, I, I know she has a good relationship with her parents just from what I've seen and from what she said, uh, besides like obviously the documentary, but I, I, watching the show I'm like did Kathy even know what she was doing like honestly I just don't know if she knew now obviously I'm a Kathy Hilton fan I'm also a Paris fan but I I find it hard to believe that she fully knew what she was getting her daughter into especially after seeing her on the show I could be totally wrong I'm sure people disagree with that statement but I feel like her and Paris are okay and I don't know that Paris told her everything that was going on I think she said she really didn't right so right. I don't know. I, maybe I'm just trying to be like, I love Kathy Hilton. So I, I not saying I want to forget about that because obviously it was horrible. What Paris went through just absolutely terrible, but 
I just don't know. And I, I don't know if we ever will know, to be honest. Yeah. But I do think that they're okay now. So I'm just choosing to go with that narrative um, instead of me remembering the horrific tale of, I don't know, that's awful. I totally. I girl Paris. I get that. I get that. There are some celebrities where I'm like, okay, they, but everyone seems to have moved on from this. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I was shocked when she, cause I, I, I'm not a big documentary person, but I did watch hers cause I love her mm-hmm. and it was so good. And I, I don't know. I was shocked because I remember when like she went away, like I remember that whole thing. And so I just, I don't think we'll ever really know. Um, but I do really, really enjoy Kathy on, on Beverly Hills. Like she is flawless on there. She is everything we could have ever asked for in she's technically a friend of a friend of a housewife oh okay she's amazing like she I can't describe you she's so fucking funny I laugh at everything she does she's effortlessly funny she's just being herself she's so kooky and I could write a novel on her at this point I mean every single week I'm watching her and I'm in disbelief that this woman not only is on her tv but that she exists she's iconic I love her I almost feel like she's a real life Moira Rose. And again, this is just from the clips that I have seen of her. Yes, I actually, I saw someone, I'm I'm sorry, I don't remember who posted it. I saw right before I got on here, someone posted that and I was like, that tracks. Yeah, so I, so you're onto something. I, I mean, I, and I love Schitt's Creek. So, and Moira is the best. So I kind of agree with that. I think, I I think she's kind of a real life Moira Rose. (laughs) Her live with, is it, her name's Kyle, right? Kyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's her sister. That, oh, they're sisters. Yeah. They're, they're, well, they're technically half sisters, but yeah, they share the same mom. I had no idea. Okay. Mm -hmm. That adds like a whole nother level to the live. Because it's just like, she's annoyed with her older sister. Right. Exactly. And I, I have a younger sister and that's exactly, like I'm like the Kathy in the situation. Like I am like the annoying sibling, the older one who my, my sister would be like, Oh my God. Like, okay. Like exactly what Kyle was doing is how my sister would be acting. And so, yeah, that's her sister. And that's kind of why, why she's on the show. I think they've been trying for a long time to get her on as far as I am aware, but finally they got her so I've been wanting this for years because man she's she's a hoot I know a lot of people also want like Linda Thompson Brody's mom yes oh my god I would die because she like she's so well connected I mean she's just like she's just like Kathy Hilton like she's so well connected I mean and she was married to uh David Foster who obviously Mm -hmm. is married to who's married to Yolanda who was a Beverly Hills housewife so it just runs deep I mean I would die if they got Linda Thompson die especially with Kathy Hilton on I just it would be to me like they are Beverly Hills like when I yeah. think of Beverly Hills I think of like rich like old I mean a little out of touch with reality but not in a, like in a good way and I would die if Linda Thompson came on dead what a, I agree I agree now she's just on clips for Hills New Beginnings so she can oh. she can do a lot more with her with her gift of just the time herself <laughs> So also Ebony and Leah, how do you feel about that? I don't know any other new cast members. I'm so sorry, but those- No, you're good. Um, so I, I do not like Leah like at all. Okay. I, I, I really, I struggle with her. I, I liked her at the beginning since their second season. And 
she came on and they introduced her as a friend of Tinsley, who is no longer on the show. And mm -hmm. I love Tinsley. And um, they didn't really know each other. And that's fine. That's kind of how sometimes it works with someone bringing someone on. But once Tinsley left um, mid-season last season, it was just so apparent to me that she didn't fit in with the rest of the group. Like she's significantly younger and that's fine. There can be housewives that mesh well, obviously with different age groups, like that's just life. But Lee is just not one of them. And I just, I, I struggle with her so much. I just do not really, I just do not like her for the show. I feel like she's changing it and she try. I just feel like she tries too hard. Mm -hmm. And I just, I want to see real people like I want to see reality tv that's what that's what I personally am there to watch and like it to be light and funny and to me she just comes off like she's trying too hard and I just I can't with her Ebony I like so far um it's her first season so mm -hmm. I really like her I think she's really smart and is a great addition to the show and I hope next season that they add on more people around their age and maybe bring Dorinda back because um for the Bravo fans, like I, you may agree, but I love Dorinda. So uh, she was fired last season and it was an awful day. Yeah. So I actually just started Real Housewives of New York last season. <gasps> and I am somebody, oh God, I don't like to go back and rewatch old reality TV. It's like just an, I'm kind of like, I get it. I follow enough Bravo pages to right. know what has happened. And yeah, so that's I just watch like some clips, but Dorinda, I loved her. And everyone's like, she's mean. I'm like, yeah. I love Dorinda and that's the thing like yes she was mean but she's also like on a reality tv show I don't know you have to have a, a cast you've got to have a villain you've got to have a really nice person that keeps the group together and Dorinda I do think she probably needed a break for maybe a season I really hope they bring her back because the reason why Roni is so successful to me is because these women, most of them have known each other for like 20 years, like way before they were on the show, they've known each other, run in the same circles. And obviously when you have that type of connection, to me, it just seems so much more authentic. And Dorinda fits that mold. And she's, I mean, she, she's given us so much. She's one of, she's some of the most iconic lines out of any housewife in any franchise. I, I really hope they bring her back, but I don't know. I, I, I really hope they do. I love Dorinda. So Andy Cohen, I know you're listening. So please. Uh, <laughs> please. I know Andy, if you're listening, what do you think of Kelly Catrone joining Roni? I keep seeing, I mean, I don't think she ever will, but I would die. I would die. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know if she actually will. I, I always see those rumors that I'm like, is, she, is that really going to happen? But uh, yeah, I would die. She, she's one of my favorites from the hills from anything oh, yeah. like so scary but I loved it she's so great for tv yeah exactly <laughs> that's what we're here for <laughs> all right so if you were to say your top three housewives the top three that you like and maybe top three you don't like unless you don't want to answer that oh no I'll answer so my favorite housewives Ramona Singer uh and I know I, I get a lot of heat for that and I just wait you care. actually really I, like Ramona I I genuinely think Ramona okay. to me is like is like the best housewife that there is because she's I'm not saying that Ramona is like the best person that's not what I'm saying I'm saying Ramona is the best housewife for my tv me personally because mm -hmm. I just think she is she's been the exact same since day one of being on the show and that's really hard to do I mean she's been on for over 10 years right. and a lot of people don't like her and I 
I just, I, I can't help it. She makes me laugh so much. Like even her Instagram is so unhinged that <laughs> she seriously does these ads and I'm so captivated by them because they're so fucking bad. They're so bad. And I'm just sitting there like, is this person even real? So I, yeah, I love Ramona and I, I get a lot of shit for that, but I'm just like, you know what? I'm being honest. Like I, she cracks me up. Um, God, it's hard for me to do a top three I know, because I know. there's, there's people that I never want to see leave my screen. Um, and then there's people that I genuinely like really like as people. So I, I also really, I love Sonia and Luann, um, and I love Kyle Richards. Mm-hmm. And I also love Karen Huger um, from Potomac. She is amazing. I I would die for Karen Huger. So those are probably my favorites uh, from like Atlanta. Sheree is my favorite, and she hasn't been on in several seasons. So I would love to see her back. Um, I'm trying to think. A Jersey. I I love. Right now, I'm loving Dolores. I've always loved Dolores, uh, and I, I'm definitely a tree hugger. Uh, sorry to the jack-o'-lanterns, but I'm a tree hugger. So, yeah, I love them. And um, who else? I mean, yeah, there, there's so many. I don't know. I The ones I don't like, I do not like Leah. I do not like Bronwyn. Those are, like, my top two. Kelly Dodd. Those oh, are I've my top. she's a monster. She is. Um, yeah. So those, those are probably my top three that I would say that I dislike. Leah is definitely my, my least favorite, mm-hmm. uh, for, like for sure, just because I, I feel most, most passionate about Roni and that's the one she's on. And so I feel like she's bringing my show down. Yeah. <laughs> just like, stop. I, so, I totally get yeah. that. I totally understand. Now pivoting a bit from mm-hmm. Bravo, we'll get back to some Bravo stuff because we did have some people ask questions. But cool. you are one of like the five people I know that watches the challenge. Oh my God. Yes. I'm so happy you're asking me about the challenge. Oh, nobody okay. watches it. And why don't they? I, okay. I, this burns me up. I've been watching this since, I mean, Forever. God, I was like 10, 11 yeah. I, for years. And the amount of people that do not watch, and especially I talk about it almost every week and I'm like, watch the challenge. It's so good. God. Yeah. Um, who else watches it? There's a few Lucy, Lucy on the ground. She mm-hmm. watches, she watches haters. it. Haters, haters watches it. Yeah, yeah. I think so I think he does. Uh, my, my sister watches it. Not that she has an account, but I'm like, thank God for you. But yeah, like none of my friends watch it. And I tell them, I'm like, this is the best reality TV show that's not on Bravo. I love it. It's so good. I absolutely oh agree. Luckily, a lot of my followers watch it. So oh, you're so you know. lucky. Yeah. <laughs> But did you watch All Stars? I did. Actually, did I fi- yes, I did. I watched, I finished it last week. The finale was last week, right? I, I didn't love it. Yeah, the they outcome. had the reunion this week. Okay, I didn't watch the reunion, but I did, I did finish the, uh, the show. So as someone who has watched the challenge for so long, like just as long as I have, pretty much as long as it's been on, yeah. how refreshing was it to see like, men not completely shit on these women and just like call them layups. And I, after, especially after the most recent seasons of the challenge on MTV, I feel mm-hmm. like it was just so refreshing to see a group of people like each other fight just a little bit, like just enough, but like just the respect factor. I, my jaw was like on the floor. 
No, I, I totally agree. Cause it's the challenge. I mean, for all the good it brings me and all the happy it, I mean, it definitely can be a little degrading, mm-hmm. uh, to say the least. I just think, especially cause they, they make it so boys versus girls a lot of yeah. the time. I, I think that's, I think that's why. And so it, it was super refreshing just to see everybody mostly getting along and it was so nostalgic. I mean, I loved seeing like Mark Long and Derek and I can't even think of who else. Alton. Oh, it's Katie. Uh, Katie Doyle I mean, is a bad bitch. Totally. I, I, I don't know. I, cause I, I was sad that my, per, my favorites of all time are CT and bananas and I love okay. West too. Those are my three favorites. And I, when I, I'm always asked like, what girls are your favorite? Honestly, I, I gravitate so much towards like CT that I always like root for like them to mm-hmm. win. I, I always liked Jenna. Um, I like Tori. I always like to see it like Katie, Robin, some of the yeah. old ones that I haven't been on in a long time. Um, but yeah, so I was, I loved it. I loved it. And I, I love the most recent season two of the challenge. I just, it's so good. <laughs> it, it kills me. How much do you dislike Fessy? Oh my God. He's such a fucking psycho. Like I, I, oh my, every week I like this guy thinks he is God's gift to this earth. He seriously thinks he can beat CT. I'm like, well, you didn't. Yeah. You literally couldn't even eat the food. Like you loser. Even I could do that. Like if I, if I could do anything on the show, it'd be eating that food. I know like it'd be hard. Obviously I would not do well, but I could do it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even do it. I'm like, this is for like, how much was it? $500,000? Yeah. There's a lot, a million. There's a lot of shit I would do for a million dollars. I think it was and a million. Was, a million. I think you're right. I think it was a million. Like I, <laughs> I, would do a lot. I mean, he seriously, and then he, he blamed everything. And I, I'm trying to blank on who his partner was. Um, Casey. Well, everyone, Casey, every yes. partner he had. Yes. Yes. He's like shitting on Casey. And I'm like, look, it's not Casey's fault that she, this, this is, this is your, he's just such a crybaby, little baby back bitch. I just do not like him. He, he has yeah. no ground, like ground to stand on. He hasn't done anything. And I love Sorry. that Amber B one because she he called her horrible and all this stuff. Oh my God. He, he put her down so much and didn't want to be with her. And I'm so happy that CT like stuck by her and was like, no, I'm going to go with Amber B because I love when like, she's an underdog. So I love yeah. when an underdog wins, even though CT is not an underdog. I love that she is. So, and I, I loved her. Like, I, I think she's awesome. And I'm so happy that she won and Fessy did not. Now, so. what are your thoughts on Nani? Because I feel like the challenge fandom, which I, I try not to consider myself a part of it because they get pretty wild as well. I think we're a part of it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> definitely a part, part of it. it, but I'm like, no, I'm not. But I follow challenge pages. So yes, no, totally. But your thoughts on Nani? I kind of like Nani. I mean, I like anybody who's been around a long time, to be honest. Like I, I'm the same way with housewives. Like I tend to gravitate more towards the OGs and in the housewife world or Bravo Lebs in general that have been on for a long time. Um, not always, but I do, I am an OG girl. So I I, it's, I'm kind of the same way with, with the challenge and Nani is a familiar face and she's been on so many seasons. So I like Nani, but I know a lot of people don't, but I do. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm a, I'm a Nani fan. Know who I don't really care for, which surprises a lot of people. Leroy has never done it for me. Really? I, oh, always, I like Leroy. I always felt like he was just, bana- I do not like bananas. So bananas oh, God, is like yeah. my least favorite reality star ever. I can, I, I get it. I get why, but yeah, I, yeah I definitely like him. Um, and, and, and there's Leroy's, nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. But you know, I, I, I get it. But yeah, Leroy is friends with bananas. But I felt like he always just kind of rode his coattails and then bananas would be like, okay, Leroy, done with you. And he kind of did now that you're saying that. I mean, I, I, I think I like cried when Leroy, they were doing his farewell this yeah, season. Yeah, I cried too. Just because I don't really I was like, care for him doesn't mean. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. Like him and yeah. Cam, I, I loved it. So I, I do, I am a bananas girl. I can't help it. Um, he's just, once again, he's been on for so long and he's so successful at it. Uh, but yeah, I, CT's, CT is my favorite, but bananas is, he's right up there. So yeah. I always cheer for them, but yeah, I like, I like Leroy. I was, I was sad to hear he wasn't coming back. So he says, we'll see. I know he'll be on all stars next probably yeah, for sure. So who would you consider the future faces of the challenge? Cause I don't think bananas is going to come back just because Mm-mm. there's a lot of stuff on Twitter about him and just, you know, kind of like archiving things he used to say on TV. I so, didn't know that. Yeah. So I think MTV is trying to hide him at least for a little bit. Oh God. Yeah, I didn't. I'm going to have to look into that. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'll send you the link. Don't worry. Oh my God. But, um, Obviously, but I think it was bananas in Cara Maria. In Cara Maria, I always liked her. I know people hated her. I think she changed a lot, but she was an underdog for me. So I would root mm-hmm. for her. And she's from Massachusetts. So I kind of had to. But um, but who do you think like the new faces of the challenge will be? Because I have who I think, but I want to hear your thoughts. That's a really good question. I honestly don't know because I don't think it's like CT. I mean, he's like mm-hmm. in his 40s. Um, I'm trying to think of even who it would be. I mean, I feel like Casey will be around for a long time. I don't want to say Fessy, honestly, I don't. But I, I, I know that MTV's he'll trying. be back. Well, I know that he'll be back because he's so messy, like mm-hmm. messy Fessy. He'll be back. I mean, I don't like him, but I obviously it's like that's what they want. They want people. They need somebody like Fessy for the show. I don't know. Wait, who do you think is going to be the future? I think it's Cam and Corey. Okay. Corey. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot about Corey. Um, yes, I do. I think Cam, Kelly Cam, she'll be around for a long time. And I, yeah, Corey and Nelson. I forgot about Nelson. Oh yeah. He was on this season too. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Corey though, he, I'm not a huge Corey fan, mm-hmm. but I saw myself this season weirdly kind of rooting for him. And once again, I think it's because he's been around for so long and yeah. he hasn't done anything that's kind of how I am I'm, I'm like it was weird because I was rooting for CT but I, I was like wait a second am I rooting for Leroy a little bit too because he hasn't won and because it's his last season and we know that and so I was confusing myself because I wanted CT to win just because that's my guy but I'm a little like wait maybe I, maybe I want Leroy and then I was I was happy to Corey I don't know so I guess yeah Maybe I'm changing my mind. Oh, and Devin. I feel like Devin's also- I love Devin. I, I know people Devin. hate Devin, but no. I love Devin. I used to hate him because he, him and Wes, I like Wes. He's, yeah. The way Wes talks, he's so just matter of fact and the way he speaks is so funny to me. And so I love Wes, but 
um, him and Wes used to be enemies. And so I mm-hmm. didn't like Devin because of that. But I like Devin now. He cracks me up. He's just like a Wes. So he even is. if we lose Wes, I'm like, we have Devin. One of my favorite challenge moments maybe ever is this past season where Devin's yelling at Josh. He's like, what's eight times nine, Josh? (laughs) He's so bad. I love him. (laughs) I hate Josh. I'll put that out I hate Josh. I hate Josh and I hate Fessy. Yeah. Big Brother people are. I know. And I don't watch Big Brother. Do you watch Big Brother? Okay. So yeah, people are always like, you should watch it. I'm, I'm sure I would like it. I just can't, I cannot add it on. I can't <laughs> add like it on. There's a lot a of seasons. Yeah, I'm like, I can't do it. So I'll see you on the challenge. You know, Faith, Faith, remember Faith from uh, Vanderpump Rules? She was on the challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was. Only for a couple episodes, but I was shook when I saw Faith on there. I'm mm-hmm. like, are they going to add more Bravo people? I would die. Imagine Jax versus CT or something. <laughs> oh my God. I almost passed out when you just said that. Um, I... Oh my gosh, my heart's beating so fast. I honestly think that that would be, ep- that'd be epic. You have to put it in your story. Who would win in a hall brawl? Oh my gosh. People are like, what's a hall brawl? I know. What's the challenge? I've told you a million times. I could talk about the challenge for years. I mean, it's so good. I, I completely oh. agree. And, and I'm, I feel like it's finally getting a lot of recognition over the last few years. Because for so long, I'm like, nobody knows the challenge is still on. I know. Well, and because real world wasn't a thing for a while. And mm. I you know it's weird. I did watch some of the real worlds, but I, I have not seen every single real world. So these people, I think I watched Austin and Key West, which is bananas is on Key West and West is on mm-hmm. Austin. But I didn't watch like San Diego. Oh, or New York. Okay. I didn't watch any of those. I watched maybe, I mean, a few episodes, but not the whole season. So I've just always been like such a challenge fan. That's and, interesting. Yeah, I know. It is weird. And I don't even know how I got started to watch it. I, I've watched MTV for a long time. Now, that's, I think, I don't watch as much as I used to on MTV. But, I mean, back in the day when it was like, what, what were those, sh- what was that show? Was it like Room Raiders? Is that yeah. One? Okay. Ru- like that kind of shit. I used to love, I used to love those shows. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> they, I loved, what I loved those shows. And so I would always be watching MTV. And I think I just started watching watching it I don't know but yeah it seems like most people who grew up watching MTV have now graduated to Bravo I still watch a lot of MTV when it's not Mm -hmm. ridiculousness so I'm trying to I'm trying to step into Bravo more trying to watch it it's a lot I get it it's a lot there's a lot of shows it's like a cult there's so many shows (laughs) it's a lot It's, it's a lot to keep up with All right. So somebody wanted to know your thoughts on the Manzo sisters and I have no input. So this is all you, Maggie. Okay. So there's a lot going on, uh, to recap just briefly, the Manzos are from New Jersey and basically Dina is one of the sisters and her, he's, I think they were dating at the time. It's whatever. They basically were assaulted in, in their home and a few weeks ago it came out that it was her ex-husband that did it well her ex-husband is the brother-in-law of her sister so they the two sisters oh, married okay. brothers and the Caroline Manzo who is more had more of an impact on the show I would say than, than Dina the one who was assaulted um I mean she even had like her own spinoff show. She wrote like a letter basically in support of 
her brother-in-law, the one that assaulted oh, her sister. Damn. So I'm like, damn. how fucked up can you be? Really quick, did you do a deep dive on this not long? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes, so there is a deep dive on her page too, but continue. I just it's, wanted to double check. Yeah, no, I'm glad you said that. It, it's hard. It's a lot to explain just because it's like a lot with the mob. So I'm, I, I'm probably going to be whacked someday. I talk about the mob all the time. Like, I mean, li- literally all the time. And I'm like, I swear to God, someday I'm going to like open the door thinking it's my Chipotle and it's going to be like some mobster. Like I, even I'm saying this now, like it's like, I can't stop. And it's like, I, so I did a deep dive on the Manzos and I did a deep dive on this guy, Danny, who was on the show and who was also affiliated with the mob. And they all say they're not affiliated with the mob. Obviously you can't say you are. So hmm. It's just a lot. And so basically there's all this drama in the comment sections of Instagram between Dina and between Albie, who's Caroline's son and Dina's daughter, Lexi, everyone's commenting and they're all sticking up for their moms and their, their parties. And it's just really messy. And it's sad because there's like blood sisters, like these two are blood sisters. And I mean, I, I, I said, I'm like, you know, I, we don't know how deep this goes. Obviously the mob is scary. I don't know anything about it besides what I read. Obviously, believe it or not, I'm not affiliated. So I- Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm not, yeah. No, I'd be, I'd for sure be whacked if I was affiliated. They'd be like, this bitch talks way too much about us. Like she's out. But like, I don't know. There's just so much that goes on that we don't know about. So part of me, I just don't know. Was she forced to do that to write in favor of the brother-in-law or was she, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I am team Dina on this situation, who is the one who was assaulted. I'm like, how that's so fucked up. Like, Mm -hmm. how can you go against your sister? And people are like, well, he's your family too. It's like, I'm sorry, but if someone tried to kill my sister, they're no family of mine. Like, fuck, fuck that. Like that's, that's where I draw the line. It was way before that, but it's like, seriously, I don't know. It was a big thing when that came out. So I don't know if, I think Albie, Caroline's son, he has a podcast and I think he was planning on talking about it, which I haven't heard if he has. So it's a, it's a mess. And didn't Danny message you or something or look at your story or something scary? (laughs) Yeah, that that was, I mean, yeah. See, that's one of when I was spiraling one day about Danny. Um, I someone was like, oh my God, Danny reposted your meme on his Facebook. I was like, oh my God. So like Danny saw that. So once again, and then his kids commented on the photo because it said that the meme was, it was so stupid. It was literally like someone I think about way more than I should. And a picture of Danny, this guy who was on the show for, he was scary as, as hell on the show, honestly. And I said in the comment, like, I hope you're doing well. Just like, honestly, as a joke, because I'm, I don't want to be whacked once again. And yeah. so everyone, like, it was, it was ridiculous, but like he saw it, I guess his kids saw it. I'm like, Oh no. People were like adding him in the comments. And I was like, guys, you're like, like limit comments down. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, so yeah, the dating thing was super funny. And that's why I did a deep dive on him. Cause I was like, what is he up to? And come to find out he's been up to a lot apparently. And he was just in the news, like actually recent news last week, which I, which kills me. I'm like, I haven't, I haven't posted about Danny maybe ever. And now it's like almost a weekly thing. (laughs) It's just so stupid. Have you ever had somebody, you don't have to name names, ask you to take something down or kind of DM you and be like, why the fuck would you say that about me? 
maybe not those words, but. Yeah, no, honestly, not really, because I don't tend to get too, I do get messy, but I'm not out here to like ruin people's lives at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And so I think one time, the only time someone has ever messaged me and I was like, this is a lot was Leanne Locken from Dallas. She, I actually, I didn't even say anything really necessarily bad about her. And I, I could have said a lot worse, but I was doing a 25 house nights of Christmas um, in the month of December. And I would, I basically, who I thought were like the greatest housewives of all time. And I put Leanne in, in, in there because she really, in the first few seasons of Dallas, made the show kind of, I, she's crazy. So she made, kind of made the show. And no matter what way I sliced it, I just, I couldn't find doing the list without her in it, even though I, she's problematic and I don't, I'm not a fan of hers. Mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't find a way not to put her in it. And so I said something along those lines, like she's problematic and I, I'm not a fan and whatever. And she started messaging me all this crazy ass shit. And I actually blocked her. I was like, I'm blocking you. Cause she followed me. And I was like, I never thought I, I would have to block a housewife, but she just started going off on me. And she was like, I'm sitting here crying. I'm like, I didn't even say anything really that mean. Like I still put you as the only Dallas housewife on this list. Like you're welcome. And you're like attacking me. It was crazy. So she's the only one that said anything. No one's asked me to take anything down. Mm-hmm. Not that I can remember. Usually I just get blocked. Nobody says anything to me. They're just like block. I'm like, that's better for me. Do you get blocked a lot? I've been blocked by quite a few. So Spencer has me blocked. Oh my gosh. That's iconic. Um, Adrena, oh Adrena has me blocked. Why? Really? I think it's because I made fun of her neck tattoo. I'm not hundred well, percent sure. I mean, she had that coming. And then Jay Cutler has me blocked. That is awesome. Why. Oh my gosh. These are like, see, here's me. I'm like, ah, oh, that's Jay Cutler. Oh my gosh. Wait, so, wow, that's a good list. Mine and then, and then my, my final list, um, Ashley Waller, who's married to Jason. She had me blocked, then unblocked me. Now she follows me. So I'm like, I, I mean, I think your husband's hot. So I hope this isn't weird. I mean, she tried flattered. <laughs> Interesting. Oh my God, Spencer. Wait, do you like Spencer? I don't. I'm like, I'm Oh my God. I'm like obsessed with Spencer. So, He's so a lot of people love him. A lot of people love him. I mean, yeah, you either love or hate. Yeah. And everyone's like, he's changed. I'm like, no, he fucking hasn't. <laughs> I just, he, he's, he's almost like a, like a Kathy Hope. I'm like this, how is this person like exists? Sell himself. Totally. And he's just, I think because he's so out there, I'm intrigued by him. One of the funniest, yeah, for sure. One of the funniest things for my birthday last summer, my friends bought a cameo from him for my birthday. It's on my page if you want to watch it, but he sages me and calls me the biggest LC fan to ever live. And I was like, so that's why you blocked me. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I I love, yeah. Because my page was 20... 2017, I guess, because it's going to be four years. I just had to do math real quick. And when I was posting, he wasn't like super loved yet. So we used to like DM and I actually have a screenshot. He sent a picture to Brody of something I posted. Okay. And he screenshotted their text conversation. 
And then that text conversation ended up in Us Weekly, but they cut out my Instagram. And it's when my page Stop. just started. Oh my gosh. It's like, I, I still have the screenshots and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I want to see that for sure. Oh, oh my gosh. Wait, that is so funny. Isn't it so funny how like some of these people, I'm like, how am I, you're all like, how, how are you involved in this? You know, it's like, how, how am I involved in this like drama? Like, oh my God. Like, sorry, it's I so, like Lauren it's Conrad. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, not sorry. You know, I, like that one time I posted a picture of Amelia Gray, Lisa Renner's daughter, if you know who that is. Is um, that the one dating Scott? Yep. Mm-hmm. Scott, like dating Scott Disick. So I literally just posted a picture of them. I don't even think I said anything in the caption and she follows me. And so she commented like everyone chill. Cause the comments are like pretty, pretty crazy. I think and there I were a lot that. of them and she commented and then like comments by like celebs mm-hmm. and like, it was in all these things. And I was like, Whoa, I was like, well, okay. And like Rena, Amelia, they all followed me. And I, I actually posted it to my story and then I saw how many people were sharing it. I was like, well, fuck it. That's making the main page then. And so when she commented, I was like, oh my God, like, what are you doing? And then it just, it's great. It's crazy. How do you feel about them as a couple? Oh my gosh. It's ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't even know. How old is he now? like 40 probably like 38 or 39 right yeah and she's like maybe 21 I don't know I don't think she's a lot 20 20 maybe yeah I think you're right I think she's 20 yeah and I love Lisa Rinna look I would never I love Lisa Rinna um her mom I, I love her I but I don't know it's just and it gets brought up this season which I can't wait for that so I they're think- friends with uh Chris Jenner well Lisa oh, and okay. Kyle they're friends with Chris Jenner. So, and Kathy, iconic Kathy. So I, it's, yeah, I, my mind is blown. Scott's just all I can say with Scott, it's a pattern at this point. I'm just going to leave it there. It's a pattern and it needs to end. (laughs) One thing I love you have been rewatching. I did not watch Desperate Housewives. I am so sorry. Mm -hmm. So many people tell me to, but I was, I was very busy and my mom tried to censor my shows so like with that show, she was like, no, but we'll watch the OC, One Tree Hill, Gossip Girl, all those other sexualized shows, but, but Love them all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank actually, you. before we get into the OC, because you have just been rewatching that, who was your favorite on Gossip Girl? Oh, Blair. Okay. I love Blair. Yes. I, I mean, I, I like them all honestly, but I, I loved Blair. She really. She really did it for me. And I was obsessed with headbands. Like she wore headbands every day. So now headbands are kind of like making their, making a comeback. And I was so mm-hmm. excited because I think I wear headbands every day for at least a year. I love of her. that. I, I love, love her. That. Yeah. She's iconic. Who's your favorite on One Tree Hill? Uh, oh, Brooke. Well, Nathan really. Okay. I mean, but yeah. like, but Brooke. Yeah. That's so funny. I always say, I'm like, all right, I get everybody loves Nathan. Where's my Jake Jagelski stands? Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sweet Jake. Oh. I actually, I haven't seen One Tree Hill in a long time yet. That, that may be next. I'm not sure. It's, it's been a long time since I've rewatched that. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you a secret, Maggie. I don't hate Peyton the way everyone else hates Peyton. I don't either. Like, yeah. she was, was she a bad friend? Yeah. But I think I like Hillary Burton so much. 
I do too. And I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So Mm -hmm. I love them together. So yeah, I don't, I, it's hard when I really like the, I think actor, Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to like totally hate on the, I was going to say player, hate on the character. character. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's not right. (laughs) It was so for my 16th birthday, my mom flew me to Wilmington to like meet the cast. It was awesome. That's awesome. Cause they used to do a charity basketball game. I remember when they did that. So I would read when, about it in like the magazines. Yeah. When yeah. I met Hillary Burton, I went, I loved you on TRL. That's all that came out of my mouth. That's it. I would have been speechless. I was like, you were my favorite on TRL. And she was like, that's so nice. Thank you. So, and I was just like, that's what came out. Like, You're like damn it. <laughs> I blew it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, so back to the Back to the OC. I would say the OC was the first show I was obsessed with. Ryan Atwood was the first character I had true feelings for. Give me some OC thoughts. Oh, man. So I, the OC is one of my all-time favorite shows. I rewatch almost yearly. Like, because oh, it, wow. there's only, yeah, it's at this point crazy. But <laughs> it's one of those shows I've seen so many times I can leave on and, like, go about my life. Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm there for like the episodes I really like, I'm fine. Yeah. And that's kind of how I've been watching it now. Um, I'm in season almost, I'm almost finished with it. I'm halfway through season four. So I just love it. It's so nostalgic for me. And I watched it live. So I was like literally 11 or 12. Same. I mean, ridiculous. I, my, I have three younger siblings. So I'm, I guarantee my mom, she just had no idea what I was doing, but <laughs> I was literally obsessed with it. I, I was specifically obsessed with Marissa Cooper. I loved her. And I also love Seth Cohen. And I still to this day love Seth Cohen. He's one of my favorite characters. And we're oddly enough, like this is so weird. And I can't believe I'm even going to share this. But that is Cohen has been my favorite name for like a boy since like the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Like if I were to have a child for like ever, I always said like I would want to name him Cohen. Like ask any, any of my family members, my friends. And now I'm like, shit, Andy Cohen. Like that's, uh, oh, I know. I didn't but, even think of that. But I, I, I liked it so much that in, I had a, like a substitute teacher in English and she was pregnant and she was like, I don't know. She was, I was like, I don't know what to name him. And I was like, well, my favorite name is Cohen. And she literally named her son Cohen. And now he's like 14. So <laughs> I'm like, I like, I, that's I love Seth Cohen and I like my if my sister listens to this she'll be like wow I can't believe you actually said that but <laughs> I I love him and I don't know the OC is so good and a lot of people re-watching it they're messaging me it makes me so happy because it's just so nostalgic and brings me right back to like 2006 when I was watching it live and loving every second of it. What was it like when Melinda Clark shared your meme? I was so happy. I was the one who was able to tell you. You told that. me about that. Oh my God. I, I actually was like, shit. Like I, I was like, that is so cool. I, okay. Honestly, like, so yeah, I get, I get shared every once in a while and Melinda Clark, I was like, no, I was like, no way. Julie Cooper, like my queen. Oh yeah. I lost it. I was so excited. Who was your, okay, so Seth and Marissa were your favorite. Who do you yeah. think had the best character arc? Because I would say Julie Cooper. Julie Cooper, I would, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I I mean, oh, 
Yeah, she, because right now it's like, obviously Marissa's died and she's like, she, she's kind of, she's still dealing with that, but you know, she was like really, really depressed, Mm -hmm. like, like unwell. Now she's just meeting Frank Atwood in the show. So she's becoming a little bit better. Um, But yeah, I would say, I mean, in season one, she was like hooking up with Luke, like what the, I mean, what a storyline hooking up with Luke and marrying for hundred (laughs) percent. like marrying for money you know all this stuff and I think she really at the end when she like ends up with uh at this point it's not a spoiler right I mean it's been like I would ended 12 years ago for god's sake okay years and so when she ends up with Frank I'm like okay like that's called growth like she's actually marrying like because or I guess she didn't get married but she ends up with him because like she loves him Mm -hmm. and I just think she's she came a really long way yeah yeah, someone once told me I spoiled One Tree Hill for them, and I was like, grow up. <laughs> I mean, uh, someone told me that about Desert House. I was, I was like, I was like, girl, I was like, honestly, this show is on like t- literally 20 years ago. I'm not spoiling it. And I, you know, I'm watching it skip. Yeah. Block me, unfollow. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I mean, I'm post, I, I told you, I'm posting about it. And people, it's funny, I always think people, are going to get annoyed because obviously my lane is bravo kind of like you you know like we've talked about that before how like your your lane you know for so long was Laguna Beach and the hills and everything and it's hard to break away from that sometimes but I have found with me doing these rewatch rewatches a lot of people actually kind of like it and a lot of people are rewatching too so I think it's fun it's 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 just nostalgic it really is I know I've said that but no other word word for it so no I completely agree and I actually haven't really watched it since it aired but after I do recap the hills I'm going to do the city then start the OC which I'm excited because I haven't watched it in so long but what moment sticks out the most when you think of the OC because there are a couple that like really pop out to me but there's one specifically and I wonder if it's the same one Okay, uh, for me, the number one is not Marissa dying. That's probably number two. It is when <laughs> Marissa shoots Trey. Yes! And like that Imogen Heap song is played. Like, and it's that, that tweet was going around and I mean, I think you sent it to me or tagged me in it. And honestly, so many people said that to me and I was watching that episode that, I knew I was watching it that night. And I was like, when that tweet was going around, I was like, no way no fucking way like I yeah I, I feel like that scene changed me as a person <laughs> yes oh my gosh it's so dramatic like she just she comes up I could see it I, I know I just watched it but even if I hadn't I could still see it clear as day like them struggling and her picking the gun up and the song starting the song elevates everything like oh my god yeah OC that, music that was top tier top tier so One Tree Hill is good too but yeah. I I tend to be more of like the OC music. Oh, so, oh, that moment is so good. Yeah, I would say um, Marissa shooting Trey and Trey, like uh-huh. Dan shooting Keith are two moments that <gasps> changed my that's, course of life. <laughs> and that's what sticks out actually in One Tree Hill. That's exact same thing. That's what those sticks out for me there. I mean, I you can't beat I, it. I was you can't beat it. It's just so shocking. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I don't know people who just go around like shooting other people. No. So it's like especially not like family members. especially family members right and so it's like when you're like especially when you're like 12 and you're seeing this go down you're just like holy shit yeah I mean and yeah those, those live rent free in my mind I think sure. 
Marissa dying might be number three for me because number two is Tijuana. Yes. Because I didn't know episode. that like teenagers did drugs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now I said, uh, it's, oh my God. Cause I, we, I rewatched this a lot. I said, so my friend and I, uh, we, we watched it a couple of times in college and we got that scene and I was like, God, it's a miracle. They found her in time. And she's like, fucking does a TV show. And I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I, I was like, so genuinely like, oh God, it's a miracle that they found her. Like, thank God. Uh, yeah, that, that's crazy. I'm more like that with One Tree Hill. Like the OC was my start to teen dramas, but One mm-hmm. Tree Hill is the one that I really like resonated with, I guess. Like small town totally. and- It's more relatable. I mean, it, it is. And I and the OC, I think, and maybe this is why I like the housewives so much, like because the OC, they just had so much money and it was so fascinating to see like Marissa yeah. wearing Chanel at like age 15. I, don't, I didn't know anybody that did that you know, I'm from a small town in Illinois. So I, I think it was just the fact of, wow, people like live like this. I related more definitely to like the small town of Tree mm-hmm. Hill or like Dawson's Creek for sure. Um, but yeah. Oh God. That's I, why I, just, I liked I Laguna Beach. Cause Laguna Beach was so far out of anything exactly. I ever dealt with my whole life. Exactly. Oh, it's, it's so good. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy all these, all these things. And now it's, it's, I feel like they're being talked about more. Maybe it's just yeah. because of the streaming, like the platforms. Mm-hmm. Cause before, I mean, I, I actually own the Winter Hill and OC DVDs. And so I've watched them on the DVDs. Yeah. And now it's like, I feel like they're on HBO and um, I don't know what, what's Wintry, is Wintry Hill on something right now? I think it's on Hulu. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, and then, you know, obviously the Hills is, so it's just, it's all coming back and making a full circle. And I, I love it. So I'm a psychopath. And when it comes to people like rewatching shows on like Hulu or Netflix or whatever it is, I'm always like, you're not a real fan. You're not true because you didn't sit through commercials. You didn't sit through summer breaks. I was like, after that shooting episode of One Tree Hill, there was a three week break. There was no like. And I'm like, we didn't know what was happening. I didn't know spoilers back then. And that's kind of honestly what was so beautiful about all these shows is that that you did have to wait. Like you you watched it live. Like you watched it when it was happening. You waited for commercials. Like you got up and went to the bathroom or got water and like would come back and finish the show or I don't know. I mean, a part of me like misses that, Mm -hmm. that because it's, and and that's why um, some of these shows that I, I get into these days, if they are on every week, I actually have a hard time watching them live and I don't know why it depends on the show. Mm -hmm. I, I think because I know I can like fast forward. Yeah. Like, cause back then, like back then, I think in the beginning of some of those, like I couldn't. No. So it was like, I watched it live or like I recorded on like a VHS or or, you missed it. TiVo came out or I missed it. So it's like that part of me, like doesn't like commercials. And so I want to skip through them. And so I will wait a couple hours to watch it or wait till the next day. It depends on what it is. I usually watch the challenge live and I watch some of the Bravo stuff live, but it's going to be interesting. Like I, and I watch like Yellowstone and I, I watch a lot, mm-hmm. um, which I love that too. But yeah, a part of me is like, God, and then you had to wait like six months to get a new season and buy the, everyone's so excited. Buy the $80 box sets of DVD. 
they were literally like $80. Like that's what I would get for like my birthday. And now yeah. I'm like, they're like 10. Like, yeah. It's so yeah. insane. Times, times have changed. <laughs> I know. I do miss those days. What other shows are you watching other than Bravo shows? Are there any shows that you keep up with? Like I'm still sick and I watch Grey's Anatomy because I can't quit it. So do you have any shows like that? You're still sick. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I gave up, I did give up on Grey's Anatomy. Um, I am watching Big Sky. I just watched Mayor of Easttown and I literally loved it. It's so good. I know I'm watching other stuff. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not. Cause I've been Yellowstone, watching the OC for a while. Oh, I love Yellowstone, but it's not on right now. But yes, oh. I love Yellowstone uh so much that was that's one of the best shows I've seen in years so good yeah 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 Yellowstone I'm trying to blink so obviously it can't be that not to say important Bravo and the OC that's it Bravo the OC Yellowstone I'm definitely definitely Yellowstone is legit I was a huge Game of Thrones girl okay when that was on um that was like I love Game of Thrones but obviously that ended so yeah I, I don't know now, this is how I like to end every interview because obviously the podcast is nostalgia. And now if you could bring back one thing from the early 2000s, it could be a phone, it could be a hairstyle, it could be anything. What would you bring back? Oh, man. I didn't give you this question to prep with. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. No, 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 no. Um, I feel like actually a lot of the stuff is coming back in terms of style. I feel like everything makes a comeback. I used to love my Blackberry. I don't know that that was early 2000s, but maybe later 2000s. Yeah. But I did love that. But now, obviously, I, I'm obsessed with my iPhone. So I probably wouldn't say that. God. I'll tell you, Low Bosworth said the um, Razor Dog sandals, like the big, thick platform sandals. That yes. was hers. Um, Brad from LFO said baggy jeans. I just oh, yeah, had um, Annabelle DeSisto on. She said sidekick. Oh my gosh. See, I got a sidekick. I never had one of those. Me either. Yeah. I, I'm really trying. I mean, some of the, some of the music I wish would come back. I'm not like a super into pop. Like this is going to sound bad. I'm not super into like current pop, I guess. I agree. Like I am such a throwback girl. Like I, I go to a party and I'm like, let's put on 2000s rap or like 2000s pop, like Britney Spears or Backstreet Boys or any of that. I think there's some nice of the nineties too, but like, yeah, I don't know. So maybe, maybe the music in terms, like, I, I honestly, like, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not as into pop as you may think. Like, so I, I don't even listen to current songs hardly. I listen to like John Mayer and that's pretty much it. And then like some country mm -hmm. and like stuff. Now I'm listening to like the OC mix, but I'm never in the car. So I work from home. So I'm just like, I don't even know, but yeah, I guess the music, I would say that's the, the stupidest answer. I'm so sorry. I cannot, I'm going to be Googling stupid. like 2000 stuff. And then I'll, I'll text you and I'll be like, wait a second. Like here's like 10 things that I wish would come back, but I couldn't think of. Like for me, I miss <laughs> Etni sneakers and chunky highlights. Like those are what I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, no, I do not as chunky highlights. I, I can't music think of fine. One. Music's a great answer. I'll, I'll stick with that answer. Because I feel answer, like music. music now, it just isn't the same. It's just, 
nothing pumps me up more when like I hear like a Nelly song or like Pretty Spears come on I'm like yes and yeah not to say I, I do love the current stuff too but nothing pumps me up more than a throwback I completely agree I accept that answer it's a good one Maggie <laughs> thank you so much for coming on tell everybody where they can find you and yeah use use it to tell your platforms and I think you're yeah. awesome so Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. Um, we will have to meet up soon for sure. Um, yeah, you can find me at best of Bravo on Instagram and right now that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I have a Twitter, don't really use it. So, you know, just stick to Instagram and give me a follow. I, I love meeting new people. It's my favorite thing about having the account. So, uh, yeah, come on there and talk some shit. <laughs>